It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Bears and Izzy for breakfast. It's the 4th of October this morning after a massive weekend of sport. So much to wrap up, including an NRL Grand Final, an All Black Springboks game, EPL. Jeez, is what didn't we cover? Oh, mate, we covered it all, really. We covered it all. There's NFL on at the moment, and my lovely Panthers are going down against the Dallas Cowboys. Wow, well, no surprises. Dak Prescott is unbelievable. But, yeah, we had a great show. Uh, Tony Pike joined us. He had a great evening Pikey. and meeting at Rickerton on Saturday. Pikey, five of 11 races he won with Cozzy Asano being the rider of those horses. Uh, unbelievable from Tony Pike on the weekend. We also had Jace Ryan on. Jace Ryan, Crusader's assistant coach. He knows all things Fords Does he love a beer, is he? Breakdown. Loves a beer. Loves a beer. He Loves just, a beer, old, old Jace Ryan. He just He's an absolute lad, Louis. feels like hearing him talk and hearing him laugh, he feels like one of those dudes that just loves a beer and a barbecue. Yeah. You know, like he loves the lads and just having a good, a nice quiet beer. That's what he sounds like. He's a, he's a good team man. He's a good team man. He's a coach that demands excellence, but when it's time to let your hair down and, and, and relax, he's very good at that too. So he was awesome. In great, giving us a great understanding of that All Blacks match in South Africa. Well, they were just too good in the end. They took their opportunities. They played a different game plan and and got the treats in the end. So it was great for them. We also had Hugh McGann on talking all things Grand Final. Panthers versus Rabbitohs. Panthers winning 14-12 and uh, just gave us his thoughts. He's a Kiwi legend. He knows everything about league. So it was great to chat to him. But it's been a great show. So thanks so much for joining us. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Of allergy season this spring and pick up Claritine from Chemist Warehouse. 60 tablets, now just $26.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Good morning, you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Monday the 4th of October. I hope you have had a great weekend. It was a great weekend of sport and racing around the country. It is just after 6 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Baz is still in the UAE. We hope he's doing really well over there and uh, with the Calcutta Night Riders. But we've got a great show for you just reacting from the weekend sport. Grand final, rugby, racing. It's It was all happening on the weekend. It was unbelievable, especially last night's GF over in Brisbane. 
What an absolute doozy. But before I get there, I want to talk about the Ross Shield. So the Ross Shield starts today in Hawke's Bay. If you're a Hawke's Bay person, it is a competition around uh, the provinces in Hawke's Bay, Dannyburg, Wairau, Hastings East, Hastings West, Napier. Napier, they uh, play a competition, Central Hawke's Bay. They play for a competition called Ross Shield. It's, it's year sixes and sevens. And uh, it, goes, it gets underway today at Lindisfarne College in Hawke's Bay. So my little nephew, uh, Gabriel Dehart, he's playing for Napier. Good luck, little fella, and all the best. This is where dreams are made back there in the mighty Hawke's Bay. So look forward. I'll be reading out the results every morning as uh, it starts today, and they play it till Friday. So, yep, stay tuned for those results. It's a great competition. That's where it all begins for these younger Generation in the rugby sense. Well, it wasn't just the weekend of sport and the oval ball type. There was some unbelievable horse racing here and across the Tasman. Callsign Mav, John Barry and a tissue up against some class. Was brave for six and while it was a Kiwi trainer. Well, that was a tissue, I must say. Tissue was brave for sixth place. Sixth place. We'll touch on that a bit later. We'll touch on that a bit later. The great horse, the tissue. I tapped it. Didn't quite get home. Had an amazing run. It was very, very brave, but just couldn't quite get there in that uh, Epsom handicap on the weekend. And, well, it was a trainer, Tony Pike, and the jockey, and jockey Cozzy Asano, who went bang in the first five races at Rickerton. And Tony Pike joins us later on this morning just to get some understanding from that amazing little uh, meeting they had down at Rickerton. Tony Pike and Cozzy Asano, if you got on that, if you listen to uh, Louis good, good Oil on Saturday morning, he actually tipped all those, and you could have put it into multi, and wow, you would have got paid. You would have got paid. What, a, what an unbelievable weekend for Tony Pike and Cozzy Asano at Rickerton. Now back to the overball type. There was an absolute classics over the weekend in both formats. First, I'm going to give you my take on the All Blacks test against South Africa. Another nail-biter. This time, a loss just after eight. Jace Ryan of the Crusaders is going to join us to discuss it as well. Just give you a bit more detail. He has a bit more of an understanding on the Type 5, the Ford Pack, the line-out, the breakdown area was under a ton of pressure on the weekend. So Jace Ryan from the Crusaders will talk to us. will join us just after, uh, I think, 7.40 or around 8 o'clock just to chat that. So looking forward to giving you my insights from what I saw, standout players from the competition, the direction this team's heading in, and just uh, reacting to that tough fought loss against South Africa on Saturday night. And then back to the other format, that is Rugby League. In the last hour, well, we'll be covering the grand final. Panthers just getting up to claim their third title and second father-son combination after John and Martin Lang, Ivan and Nathan Cleary, and the troops dug deep to win a famous victory. Hugh McGann, Kiwi legend, joins us to discuss the grand final and that absolute doozy that it was what a tuggle tuggle all that was now i watched uh i watched the first half i had to try and go to bed in the second half because i get up really early but i probably should have watched it because i couldn't really sleep i was that excited so what an absolute unbelievable match also out of that match brian toll proposed to his girlfriend after winning the gf he wins both grand finals brian toll he's the winger for Panthers. Anyway, we've got a great show and like always i'd love to hear from you i'd love to hear from you give us a text on double eight double three talk anything South Africa, All Blacks, Penrith, Panthers, and the, the Rabbitohs. They'll be dominating this morning's call. Bit of horse racing involved too. So I'd love to hear from you. Give us a text on double eight double three or the Kenard Typhoon line, 0800 I hope you've had a great weekend because I've had a great weekend with the kids. And 
Well, my team up in Auckland, I hope they've had a great week and I can see them now. The cameras are on and they're there waving away. Good morning, team. G'day, Izzy. How are you? How are you, bro? You doing well? You sound yeah. peppy this morning. You sound up and about. Yeah. Oh, I'm good, mate. I'm good. You know, just a few technical difficulties early, but we're good. We're good. Monday-itis. Um, no, Monday-itis. I'm, I'm up. <laughs> Monday-itis. Monday-itis. Yeah, no, I'm actually really good. I had a, I had an unbelievable weekend. I uh, I really did. I had a good good time with the kids. So me and the wife, we just decided, you know, we're, we're social bunnies and there's always something happening on the weekends, but we just said, no, we're going to say no to the world. And we're going to have a home weekend with the kids and just chill out, cook some dinners and just really relax. And I like, must be honest, it's really helped, uh, helped the Monday just get out the door, really, because I feel really good. I just yeah, had a really good weekend just relaxing with the family and just uh, filling up the heart with some goodness, mate. It was good after a big week last week we had and, and, and uh, yeah, just a real good weekend of sport and racing. Saturday was a tough day. Saturday was a tough day. I had a great day. I had a great day leading up to very elegant in the tissue. So, yeah, yeah. Well, from a racing perspective, yeah. Look, that it was a it was a good day actually. There were plenty of winners to be found, mm. and you would have I think everybody probably had a, a couple at least because a lot of them did make sense. But yeah, very elegant. A little bit of uncharacter, or extremely uncharacteristic performance and uh, a tissue. I mean. You know, she was a seventeen, fifteen dollar shot. She's run a really good yeah. fifth. Like you, you can't be too mad. And I think um, overall, I love that you've had a good weekend. Like stayed at home. I guess the difference is when you have to stay at home because of a lockdown. You don't <laughs> feel like it's that refreshing. But when you have the choice that you could go out and do things, and you say, "No, nah, I'm going to stay home yeah. and lock myself down," mentally, that actually does feel like you're doing yourself a world of good, eh? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, we, we actually went out. Saturday we went out with the kids. We took them to the playground. Uh, we went out and had a sushi train. And, and yeah, look, we're lucky down here. Did you get an ice cream? I know there's a lot of people. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Tell you what, I know we're all... There's an actually uh, a tracker app, apparently, a tip-top scoop tracker that I got sent on, on right. Instagram. So if you need to find a scoop, uh, tip-top scoop shop, you just you download you just go onto this little track app and it shows you all the shops around the country. I'm assuming that has uh, scoop for ice cream. So yes, yeah, so I had a little predicament. I my kids wanted a scoop ice cream. Uh, they didn't want one on a stick. Oh well, that just explains how fussy they are. Um, so yeah, we were traveling around <laughs> it's like trying Bill's to find kids, these scoops. <laughs> mate, they don't want no bloody. Um, yeah, lemonade popsicle. <laughs> they want a Magnum double Magnum classic, you know. I'm like, come on, like, like Sonny says, that's ten bucks. That's ten bucks. But um, no, we we decided after a while we we're nearly home, so we just got the one on a stick. We found one that just down at the shop, and we said, next time, next time. So we know where all the scoops are. We went around, and uh, we, we, there's one just up the road from us actually, which is quite good and quite handy coming into summer. We're going to really enjoy it. So ice it was, cream tracker. Was good That's here. impressive, an ice cream tracker. Yeah. It's very cool. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Find that hokey pokey. Yeah, I learned something. Less so. depressing than yeah. a COVID tracker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, we've, got a, we've, got a, we've got a text here. We'll get onto that a bit later. It's about the All Blacks too. So keep them coming. Keep them coming, those texts about the All Blacks, and we'll touch on it. Brett, thanks for texting in with your. Um, Take on, on the All Blacks game for sure. We'll, we'll rip in that a bit later. But anyway, Louis, um, yeah, Saturday was a tough day racing-wise. I, I was going really well, really well. And then um, just having so much fun, just just sitting at home. Saturday, the weather was good. The kids were happy running around. I just had a nice cold asahi in my hand. Oh, lovely. I was just chipping away, lit the fire. And then 
Um, yeah, very elegant and tissue. But like you said, mate, it's racing. And, you know, just, just having a a chance to watch these amazing horses run around and then leading into a, a, a Saturday night of rugby. Look, the game was a real late, let's be honest. I'm, with this radar job, I'm asleep at 9.30 most nights. So that was a pretty tough one to, to try and stay up and, and just, yeah, caught up with it on Sunday. It was a bit like DC. Did you see DC's Instagram? He's watching it with his kids. No, I haven't. <laughs> Were they up? Oh, he's... It, yeah, that, no, so he watched the replay because it was a bit late. So he watched the replay and he was videoing his kids. He was videoing his kids watching that last 10 minutes. You know, the score changed like seven times yeah. in that last seven minutes. And then seeing like his oldest kid, I think it was Marco, he's like, yay! And then he's down, he's sad, and he's in down, and then he goes, to, yay! Like three minutes <laughs> out, and Jordy Barrett kicks that winning goal. And then at the end, he's sad again, he's just like crying. And just, it was quite cool just getting the. Seen his kids, they probably didn't even, oh, the oldest will know what he's done and what a legend his old man is, but just getting the reactions, I know there'll be plenty of, plenty of young kids and adults around the country that were probably in the same feeling, because that was a, that was a test match, that was a test match, mate, like that, that was an unbelievable test match. It was, Izzy, and the thing we get to do today is we can actually kind of look back on the well, the rugby championship, and I think that's what that text mm. Brett is kind of doing there. I mean, there's so many different ways to approach this, but the rugby championship's done, and I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts on, um, you know, who did themselves favours, who might have not done themselves the most favours, um, and that sort of thing, because, look, the reality is the All Blacks have won it again. Just as I say that, wow, we we just come on here after the uh, Liverpool-Man City game, we left that, we must must update people. Izzy, since we've been on air, Mo Salah has gone mm-hmm. up, put Liverpool up 2-1, and just then, uh, City, Kevin De Bruyne, has absolutely wrapped one around from outside the box, and now it's 2-all in the Man City-Liverpool Premier League game. That is fantastic stuff. What a strike that is, with deflections yeah. and people all in the way. Um, so that's happening in the Premier League, and Kolkata are trying to defeat, Baz is trying to defeat Kane Williamson here. Two of our favourite sons going at it, and uh, Natesh Reina has just gone out 106 for four. So you think the weekend's over, but it really isn't. We're right in the thick of it still. Oh, it keeps going, keeps going. I've just flicked on. I've just flicked on the um, cricket. I think they're going to get up. They've got two and a bit overs to get 10 runs. I think they're, they're heading in the right direction. I've just seen a cricket ball hit one of the cameras yeah. that on a <laughs> on a little drone, little setup, little remote control. So, uh, oh, yeah, Ryan has just gone out on my one. I'm a bit delayed, but, yeah, we'll, we'll keep you up to date with that, mate. When, what about your tips, Louis? Shout out to Louis for cutly tips on Saturday morning. Yeah. Hey? Well, we had so yeah. we had Tony Pike on the show, right? So I can't. I mean, we yeah. we can't take all the credit for it. We just get the guests. It's up to the guests to come with the goods. So we'll talk to Pikey. Surely you took Pikey's five straight. Surely <laughs> no, no, it didn't take five straight. <laughs> but I took. I had. I think I had four of the five. Um, I think once you once I realised that he won the first two, it was kind of like ah. Oh, what you kind of come to realise with, you know, trainers and, and barns and stables is if a couple of their horses are in form, it usually means most of them are in form. Like, it, it, they, mm. they tend to come up at the same time. So Tony sent this team down there to Rickerton, and they've all lined up. And once they, um, the first couple went really, really well. And we'll talk to Tony because these horses are Guineas horses. So your big famous carnival down there, mm. the Rickerton Carnival, um, the 1,000 yep. Guineas on the Saturday at Cup Day, 2000. and the 2,000 yep. Guineas on the Wednesday beforehand. He's got a few different chances now, and, and that's what he's done. He sent this team down there early to prepare, and, and um, Field of Gold, especially, is a super, super looking horse, and I can't wait to hear him talk about that. 
and uh, yeah, find out what else he's got coming for us because Pikey is always good. He was always bullish to tip them out. If he thinks they're going to win, he'll tell you, and that's what he did. So I hope everybody made a buck or two and mm, then didn't nice. give it back all on the All Blacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, plenty did, I think. <laughs> My brother-in-law definitely did. Did he? Because <laughs> like 13 plus, I said, yeah. Get on it. And they lost. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, at least. <laughs> and I see the tissue too. Oh, oh no. no. Did you tip? Oh, did you tip? That we, and you were tipping south out unders, weren't you? Oh, south. I had a horrible week, you know, yeah. That's. Was, they was. were all yeah. close games. It I was only tipping. I don't, I don't follow both seasons. I just want a Benji to have, maybe have that fairy tale, fairy tale finish. But um, anyway. Anyway. It is. What a game. Sport was the winner. Let's get all cliche out of it. Sport was the winner. <laughs> <laughs> racing, <laughs> racing was the winner. Sport was the winner. Okay. Well, we got another really good text here looking at the test. I knew people would want to talk about this. It was the ha- it was a hell of a test match. We're going to come back. Is you want to start getting into it? See if we can find out what you want to know out there about the All Blacks, their performance in the Rugby Championship and their performance against the Springboks. Liverpool City, two all. And uh, Calcutta Knight Riders, they need six runs off nine balls. You'd think they would be able to do that. It is 20 minutes past six o'clock. You're listening to Baz and Izzy. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. It's 25 and a half minutes past six o'clock. Thank you for your time this morning, 4th of October. What a Monday morning we have. The NFL still going on. Kansas City 7, Philly 3 on the ESPN game, but there's plenty, plenty going on at the moment over there stateside. And Liverpool City have just played out a 2 a two-all draw in the Premier League, De Bruyne and Salah. The guys you pay the big bucks coming through at the end to go ahead and then tie. So there is lots to catch up on. But Izzy, uh, the All Blacks on Saturday night has probably got our attention. It certainly does as the text machine at this time. Mm, it does, it does. Also the Panthers. Uh, Izzy the <laughs> Panthers beat Dallas Cowboys today. Down 7-0 early. Uh, tough one, tough one. Keep the scores coming in because I can't see the score. I've only got um, Cleveland versus Minnesota. On the TV, so keep that coming in, unknown texture. But yeah, Louis, back to the All Blacks. Um, quick uh, summation of it. Look, I think it was a great test match, and it was a hell of a test match. And uh, I think we saw the side of South Africa I've spoken about many times. If mm. they have that ability to be able to flick from that high ball game back into playing rugby, you see the actually damage that they can cause. They scored some unbelievable tries. Um, and at centre with their offload, putting the All Blacks under pressure on both sides of the ball. I thought they they got off the line and they and they put the team under pressure and and um, the, their ability to actually. I thought Alton Yanchis when he came on, he was the change for them as well because he's a he's played with the Lions, um, the Johannesburg Lions when they the year when they made the final and they were so good at running the ball. They were a different South African uh, team from what. South African teams have been in the past. They actually used the ball. They used it with skill. They got the ball to the edges. And I think Alton, when he came on, he changed the game. And the guy, Francois Stein, I think Willie LaRue had a night to forget out there. He was um, played Willie a few times. And, and if, you, if you can get under his skin early, it'll be a long night. And I think the All Blacks did that. They were able to frustrate him, get in his face, um, and, and put him under a ton of pressure. But I thought Francois Stein, when he came on, he changed the game for them as well. I thought he kicked really well at the back, made some great decisions uh, with the ball. He kicked the 50-22, which is that 40-20 in the league. So get get the ball down there. Just kept building pressure on the All Blacks. Um, so, yeah, like I said, they, I think they just they just like epitomise that South Africa can actually bring a game. And I think like from, from here in Ardy, I, I, 
I think they actually caught them out of surprise. Like, all week they would have been planning. See, this is what I mean. You would have been planning for a barrage of high balls again. You've been planning for that, but then when they actually went wide and they bought some things that they hadn't seen, it actually caught the All Blacks by surprise um, and caught them off guard. So, look, hats off to South Africa. I thought they, they bought a game plan. They bought uh, a ton of physicality, especially at the breakdown. I thought they were outstanding at the breakdown. There was an occasion there where Luke Jacobson, and I think there was one other, were over the ball, and Sia Khaleesi just cleans him out, just cleans him out and grabs him. And there's a text in here talking about Sia Khaleesi um, you know, epitomizes what a leader should be for the for the uh, South Africans. He's an absolutely outstanding champion. He is a South African, proud South African, black South African. So he's he's got a lot of a following uh, following around the world. I thought um, their breakdown area was was great as well. But on the other side, I thought the All Blacks they they did enough. They did, they definitely did enough. They only just lost in the end, um, and they showed glimpses glimpses of what they're trying to do. They scored some unbelievable tries. I mean, when Bodie Barrett took a half gap, offloads to Rico, Rico makes a half break off his right and steps back and hits Artie for, for a Superman try. Like, that was in, probably go down as one of the tries of the of the competition. Um, so, look, they played in patches. They played really well. They just were on the wrong side of discipline. I think discipline let them down as well. With um, Just, in the, uh, I think, in the offside line. Definitely in the offside line. I, I could see what, also, um, with what the All Blacks were trying to do. They were trying to bring... A ton of line speed with David Harvey Anton in the middle trying to bring up the line, bring that line speed to get off line and, and you know put the South Africans who traditionally skill sets aren't aren't the aren't the greatest. So just trying to get off the line, put them under a ton of pressure, but just getting caught offside a few times. So I think the breakdown in the offside line discipline was a was a huge factor for the All Blacks. Um, but yeah, that that's my quick take. We're gonna I'll I'll delve into it just after seven a bit more into detail, and I want to go through. Uh, my player of the tournaments for, for the All Blacks and where I see them at, at the moment uh, in the Rugby Championship. Love it, Izzy. That's great. Can't wait for that. Double eight, double three. Who do you want Izzy to run his eye over? If you've got a if you've got someone that's really stood out for you during the Rugby Championship or on the flip side, you've got someone you might have expected a little more out of, double eight, double three. Talk to us about the All Blacks. We'd love to hear from you and 0800-150-811, the Kennard's higher phone line. Give us a call. You want to debrief the game or you want to debrief the NRL Grand Final last night? We would love to hear from you. Give us a call, 0800-150-811, the Kennard's higher phone line. Right now, it's time for the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Twenty-seven minutes away from seven o'clock. I always love looking up at the IPL coverage and seeing Baz out there in his shorts with his cap on, with the Calcutta Knight Riders, the glorious purple and gold kit. Denise Kartik doing an interview now after they knock off the Sunrisers Hyderabad. Jeez, that puts Baz's uh, Calcutta Knight Riders into on 12 points I think which puts them firmly in fourth spot looking like they're going to get a shot at the playoffs which is very exciting for uh, Skip we have to try catch up with him it's been a couple of weeks we have to try and catch Mm. up with Bears maybe this week and see how he's going over there I'm sure he's got some thoughts about the racing we don't want him to go too well do we? no no, we do we do we want him to go well we want him to go well even though I agree but, uh, Louis, I reckon we get in touch with him this week. I was going to say that in my actually intro. Actually, we want to see what how Baz is, what he's up to, and um, you know, talk about the team as well. Because, like you see, Calcutta they won four straight. Outstanding. They're going well. They are certainly going well. Uh, I wonder if he gets a lovely little rupee bonus if they make the playoffs. Maybe, maybe. 
maybe a little horse. Thank you, Abu Dhabi. Um, anyway, <laughs> speaking of horses, <coughs> it is time for our Love Racing NZ update. Everything you want, thoroughbred racing, loveracing.nz. Go to all your form there, have a look, watch your replays, and have a look back at the weekend that was Hastings. And gee, we saw some nice horses. Titoki in race four was superb oh, for yeah. Vinnie Colgan. That was a hell of a run. And uh, it had a big expectation on it. The price drifted out. You ended up getting $2.90 the tote. Which the horse was $1.90 about five minutes before jump. So that tells you all you need to know there. A little bit of a drift as other ones came into the market. Sweet Anna, which I tipped out, didn't run a place. Um, but, yep. Tatoki did its job. Big Mike, the money came. Here's what I want to talk about. Mana Nui. This is a very exciting uh, no-nay-never cult for Tony Ryder down there. And look, Vinnie Colgan rode this an absolute peach. Chad Ormsby is an exceptional horseman, the trainer, and he's prepared this horse in Mana Nui in the Hawks Bay Guineas, which is a race that's form usually stacks up exceptionally well, especially going down to the 2000 Guineas. Um, so Mana Nui is a horse you want to watch. Tony Ryder has got himself a very exciting one there. And as we roll through, it's good to see Cheaper Than Divorce come back and uh, find a nice win this mare with Trelawney Stud. It always kind of was there or thereabouts last season, so good to see her get a win for James and Wellwood. And cool sign, Mav, the big boy for John Barry. Cool sign, Mav, now goes after it, ranged up at the lead. And now pre to first starting to sprint. Gino Severini in the middle, cool sign, Mav, more than a length in front, pre to first. Hey, Izzy, remember when we had John on on Friday and he told us about those mm. slit blinders that he put on the horse? So yeah. just yeah. because he knows that he will always lift when he sees one coming, he stuck different sort of blinders on so that when they see the horse coming out the kind of the peripherals, then they go, nah, not today. And uh, there mm. you go. That is why John Barry is a group one trainer he because Predefer loomed up and what did he do? He lifted. He was tough, man. He was tough. I, I got I actually got on got on course by Mav. I was uh, messaging Smelly earlier on, and he said, "Take the doll lady." He said it all week, really. But mate, what a tough horse! What a tough horse! And and listening to John Barry afterwards, he said, "Mate, the horse has done everything it can here." So we're gonna go see how big this horse is, really is. It's gonna be up against it going to the Cox Plate. Um, good luck, good luck over there, course by Mav. I think it's playing thirty-one bucks on the on the odds. Um, but that's where it, really he's just said, look, we're going to go see if it's, this horse is really good as, as, as it is over here. So going to go test it over in Australia. So looking forward to watching that one, Louis. Cool sign, Mav. Done everything in Hawke's Bay in New Zealand. So go test it with the big boys over in Australia. Yeah, bang well on, John Barry. Bang on, bro. And we'll catch up with John Barry as this process plays out. How exciting to have a proper New Zealand horse in the Cox Plate. It is so exciting. Um, it's great to follow. Mm. And shout out yesterday to the jumping community. We had the great Northern Day at Te Araha. It couldn't be at Ellerslie um, for obviously the lockdown reasons. But uh, the Cossack 
with Sean Phelan doing the jumping. The Cossack, what a great Northern Hurdle performance that was. Carrying the top weight, sensational stuff. And Tekahu in the great Northern steeplechase. Two of the biggest races in the jumping world and uh, two sensational results. So so a great weekend overall on the racing front and the, the sporting front as well. Did did your Hawks Bay get up or did they have a buy this week? Canterbury had a buy. They had a buy. They had a buy. They had a buy, yeah. But there's some great rugby as well, like um, uh, Northland and Rennie Rangers' 100th game. They yeah. tipped up Waikato on the weekend, which is unbelievable. I didn't pick that. Uh Player Plenty just beat uh, Wellington, 33-32. And uh, uh, Southland just got a hiding yesterday against the Tasman side. Manawatu beat North Otago as well. Aaron Smith, he's leading the Manawatu side to uh, some great rugby. So, look, great weekend of, of NPC. Wellington women's fire apartment team beat YR Wellington as well. So they'll be facing Canterbury in the final down here next weekend, Louis. So some great, great sport. Over the weekend. Yeah, what is going to happen with the Waikato team? James Semple, uh, that, that, with Waikato being a lockdown, mm. I know that they, they can't train. Well, they had to get out last night by midnight, and I don't know if they all have mm. had to because they've got lives. So um, we'll follow that one. That will be a, it'll be interesting to catch up on later in the week because they deserve to be in that final yep. Waikato so, uh, of the Fire Palmer Cup. So it's, um, yeah, interesting times with this lockdown come with Level 3 being put in place in the Waikato region. Anyway, is he? It's a, a new week, which means a new opportunity to make a million dollars and take the TAB broke. What are you going to do it with? A $50 mm. bonus bet from the TAB. Get in line. Ooh. It was a big sporting weekend. This quiz is truly oh, it's up for it. Oh, it's a doozy. Oh, it's a doozy. It's a doozy. It's a doozy. Come get us. 21 and a half away from seven. Quizzy Dag after this. 0800 150 811. 0800 150 811. Give us a call to play. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. <laughs> Let's go. Louie, Louie, Louie. We've got a new partner, haven't we? Izzy, Izzy, Izzy. We do. A massive welcome on to Ashley and Martin today to SENZ. Stoked to have you on board and partnering us with the uh, Quizzy Dag segment every morning. Regrow your hair, search Ashley and Martin online. Stoked to have you guys on board and involved with Quizzy Dag, which is the highlight, the electricity of the first hour every morning here at Baz Izzy for breakfast. Yep, Quizzy Dag, here we go, here we go. we got Tim on the line. Good morning, Tim. Morning. How are you, mate? You had a good weekend? Yeah, pretty good. Chunk the plane. Nice. That's the one, mate. Well, here, let's make it better, eh? We'll going to give you 50 bucks. Courtesy of the team at TAB. Just got to get five straight. Question number one. Which city will the All Blacks play their next match in? Uh, Four. Three. Two. One. London. 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 L- London? No. Sorry, Timmy. Uh, Sorry, Tim. Good morning, Jason. Morning. Morning, Jason. Which city will the All Blacks play their next match in? Washington. Yes. Well done. Well done. Question number two. 
Whose intercept try last night proved the difference in the NRL Grand Final? Which player? Uh, Stephen Crichton. Four. There you go. Well done. Question number three. Who will the football ferns play in the two internationals later this month? Five. Four. Samoa. Three. Samoa? Yeah. No. Nope. No. Sorry. Good Sorry, Jace. Tim Christchurch. Tim and Christchurch. Morning. How we doing? Good, mate. Who will the football ferns play in two internationals later this month? Um, Four, three. Japan. I don't know. One. No. Sorry, Tim. It's not Japan. Alan from Fakatani. Morning, Alan. Good morning, Izzy. How was your weekend, Al? Oh, yeah. Not too good on the punt, unfortunately. But, um,. Oh, yeah, we didn't get paid, mate. Sorry, mate. Next time, next time. Uh, question number three Who will the football firms play in two internationals later this month? Um, USA. No, sorry, Alan. No. Sorry, Al. Craig. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. Good morning, Craig. Uh, Who will the football firms play? And two internationals later this month. Five. Canada? Four. Three. Yes, it's Canada. USA's neighbour. Here we go. Question number four. Who has made, who has made the Farah Palmer Cup final alongside defending champions Canterbury? Oh, shit, I saw that too. Um, four. God damn three, it. Three. Two. One. Fuck oh, Sorry, Craig. Should have had a guess, Craig. (laughs) Richie, good morning. Morning, Izzy. Morning, mate. Who has made the Farah Palmer Cup final alongside defending champions Canterbury? They beat my team, Waikato. Yeah, well done. Well done, mate. Here we go. Question number five, mate. Come on, Richie. Who is the only horse? Who is the only horse to win the three legs of the Hawke's Bay Carnival in the same season and in com- and complete the triple crown of New Zealand racing? Oh, I'll have to go call sign Nav. No. Oh. No. No. Nice. Sorry, mate. Zaid. Good morning, Zaid. Good morning. Oh, good luck, really good luck. Who was the only horse? Come on, Zane. <laughs> horse. Who was the only horse to really... win the three legs of the Hawks Bay Carnival in the same season and complete the Triple Crown? Five. Were they in the race this weekend Four. or no? Mo- Moanga? Three. Two. No. Sorry, Zade. Good try, Zade. Sorry, bud. Good try, mate. Brenton, good morning. Morning, boys. It is Melody Bell, Brenton. Timing, brother. Timing, Brenton. Yeah, mate. Yeah. It's always timing, bro. It's always It's always timing, mate. Congratulations. Thanks for tuning in, bud, and uh spend it wisely. Cheers, brother. Awesome. 
There you go. Dude. That was a toughie. Wee Zade. He's a young fella too, Wee Zade. And I, I knew oh. he felt for him. He went for Mwanga. So he knows a little bit. He, knows, but he probably listened to our interview a couple of weeks ago. Eh? Yeah. Wanga. Love it from Zade. Um, uh, and Cool Sign Mav has the, rare, has the rare chance to do it. But he's going to the yeah. Cox Plate instead. So Melody, but it's such a hard thing to do. And Cool Sign Mav, I dare say, would start a short favourite to do it as well. Um, mm. Anyway, there you go. Good quiz. Love the quiz, lads. Not happy with your hair loss. Make your turning point today and search Ashley and Martin online. So stoked to have Ashley and Martin on board with SCNZ. Back with Trudy's World after this at nine minutes away from seven. We are minutes away from the news at seven o'clock. And after the news at seven, we're going to talk all things Test Rugby, the Rugby Championship. Izzy is going to give his take on the Test match against South Africa. Was it the Test match of the year? Double eight, double three, or 0800 150 811, the Kennards Hire phone line. Give us a call during the news break. We'll put you on. We'd love to hear your opinions on the Rugby Championship, what we saw from the All Blacks, and much more. But before then... It's true as well. It's Trudy's world. It's Trudy's world. It's Trudy's world. It's Trudy's world. Hashtag best intro ever. Thanks, Joe. Happy Monday, everyone. It is the 4th of October. Couple of weeks till Labour weekend. Barbies a month to the Melbourne Cup. 12 weeks till Christmas. Sorry. Uh, and probably a little bit of a wow. different festive season. Dodging the bugs. Um, and from bugs to birds this morning, boys. A bit of bird chat this morning. Love the chicks. Nothing like a bit of bird watching. The Godwit. Have you heard of a Godwit? <laughs> The God, a bird. Oh, I can't say have, is he? <laughs> Heard of those, is he? No, what's a go- no, The Godwits have landed on the Motueka Sandspit near Nelson. They have flown a record-breaking 12,000 k's non-stop, no gliding, using their flapping wings all the way from Alaska to New Zealand, non-stop. 12,000? Yeah, they've just reached the Guinness <laughs> Book of Records for that. Isn't that amazing? How do they know they don't stop? Well, that, well, they track them. You could guys could punt on them if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such no Probably doubt you will. Like. <laughs> such a special moment. Local church bells ring. It's a big thing, a tradition. They arrive and everyone celebrates and, and they've made the Guinness Book of World Records and they do they fly eighty Ks an hour non stop for nine days to get here. Wow. Then they eat double their weight in food. Don't you want to be a godwit? To make Why up do for, they come here? <laughs> because they, they like it here. I don't know. And do they come every year? Every year in spring. And then in March, they take off again to Alaska and fly 12,000 back. And they don't stop and they come back. They can even get blown off course and they come back. So that's my little tip of the cap today, the Godwit. You know, and a a person, and you're going to learn something here on Trudy's World, a person who observes birds, it's like you guys, is called a, a twitcher or officially an ornithologist. There you go. That's my little tip. Are you Are you a twitcher, Izzy? Do you observe birds? Um. It's just one bird in my house, but no, Daisy not bird. really. Yeah, that, nah, nah, I haven't, mate. Look, that's fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> the Godwit. Go it's amazing. It's amazing. They come from Al- Alaska. They come from Alaska. You say Alaska. Mm. And non-stop. Antarctica. Alaska, yeah. Wow. Up, yeah. No, Alaska. Alaska. That's the North Pole. That's next to America. Wow. Up the top. Yeah. Wow, that is amazing. They come here for a little sun, a little sunbathe, and then head back to mm. the cold. How good. Eat up there, what? Wait, oh, food I, I love that, Trudy. Oh, no, it's a nice How was your weekend? Very, very fantastic. What, what, you have, what did you have for a roast last night? Didn't actually do the Sunday roast last night You're for kidding. the first time ever. I know. First what, time. What did you have instead? Just the old, good old, <laughs> we can get takeaways. So, uh, yeah, the good old yeah. fish and chips. Yes. Trudy, Trudy, did you get some cheese? 
Did that, you thank you so uh, much. As he sent me the little photo of the go- the goat's cheese truffle cheese. Yeah. So I've got it on my shopping list for today. Remortgage the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's fancy. It's like a gold wrapper. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Oh, it tastes good. It tastes really good. Uh, birds and wait. cheese. I'll birds and you. cheese. Trudy's <laughs> with every day this time. Monday to Friday. Baz Izzy for breakfast. Baz has got a win in the IPL. We're about to get a win here on Baz Izzy for breakfast back in New Zealand. And McCafe Coffee can't be far away. Trudy's next with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Then it's Izzy on the All Blacks and Test Rugby. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is just after 7am. On Monday, the 4th of October, I hope you've had a great weekend. Great weekend, wherever you are in the country, whatever you did, great family time, social celebrating. I know in Auckland you'd be doing it pretty tough. Hang in there, hang in there. We are so grateful for all that you're doing up there, and I know it's been tough for years, and uh, especially the hospitality industry as well. Euro, uh, great restaurant, had to shut down on the weekend, and this might be the start of many more. I know, Trudy, that was a pretty special place for you. I got to spend a bit of time there too. It's a great restaurant. Hopefully we can get out of this and come through this soon. Not just in Auckland, around the country, it's been pretty tough. But anyway, uh, today marks the start of the Ross Shield in the Hawks Bay. The mighty Ross Shield, if you don't have an understanding, it's a competition between year six and seven-year-olds. They represent wherever the, you live in Hawks Bay or Danny Verks. There's a place called Danny Verks, Central Hawks Bay, Wairau. Um, Hastings East, Hastings West, and Napier. And it's a competition run throughout the week. I played in uh, for Hastings East back in the day, and it's um, an unbelievable tournament. It's uh, weight, uh, weight. It's the weight group, so you've got to be under 56 kilos to make the teams. So there's a weight limit, uh, but it's a great competition. So all the best to the young kids in Hawke's Bay uh, today. My little nephew, Gabriel Dehart, he is playing for Napier, and he's got a big, big future. Watched a few few clips of him he's pretty outstanding so anyway uh, what now we've just had we've just spoke about the all blacks so give us a text in double eight double three if you've got any uh your your views or what you saw from the game who stood out who didn't stand out south africa's point of view give us a text in double eight double three i'm going to touch on that just in a couple of bit more couple of minutes a bit more in depth but anyway coming up in this next hour we've got tony pike so tony pike's a horse trainer he had uh, a few horses racing in rickerton on Saturday, Kozi Asano, uh, first five races, he won five straight, five straight, Tony Pike, and uh, his amazing horses that he uh, spent down, took them down to Rickerton and Christchurch, it was an amazing day too, the track was fantastic, so a great opportunity to see some of these fine horses running around, so we got him, he joins us, Tony Pike, he'll give us a bit more of an understanding uh, from what happened on the weekend, and maybe tip a few more, leading into Cup Week in the Guineas, so looking forward to that chat with Tony Pike, and then, well, 7.40, the All Blacks, I thought, in the Fords, in the Fords, I thought there was a few things that didn't quite, quite go right, I thought the breakdown here was a little bit, uh, struggled there, and the line-out, I think the line-out was a big factor, maybe Sam Whitelock is a big loss, maybe Sam Whitelock is a big loss, or is there any, uh, some other contributing factors, had a great chat with Jason Ryan yesterday about it, he said there's other contributing factors to what's going on, so he's going to join us, at about 7.40 to talk about the All Blacks and the Ford uh, set piece in the Ford, in the Ford pack. Um, yeah, that's way out of my league, so I thought I'd get an absolute uh, professional who knows what he's talking about to join us and give us a bit more detail of what went on on Saturday. So looking forward to chatting to Jace Ryan 
And then, well, in the final hour, we're going to cover all things grand final. All things grand final in the final hour. So stay tuned. We've got uh, Hugh McGahn. He is a Kiwi League legend. He's going to talk to us about the grand final. We might give Beaver. We might give Beaver a call because there's Panthers one. And I know he'll be, he would have been up late as he would have been staying awake right till 1 a.m. 1 in the morning to watch his mighty Panthers win. So we might give him a call about 8.40 to see if he's still celebrating. He'll be up nice and early with his kids. But anyway. Great show ahead. Stay tuned and keep your text messages coming through and uh, we'll, we'll answer those for you. Good morning, Louis. You all good? Yeah, it is. How could you not be? I've got the, the blood is pumping. Uh, I did not do what Beaver did and you did for the first half last night. And I've just heard from the great man, Bove. He's going to come on at 20 to 9. He said, I said, hey, if yes. you're up already, mate, and you the dust has, the Waikato draft dust has settled after your big win, could you come and bask in the Panthers' glory with us? And he said, all good, mate. Already up with the kids, unfortunately. So the dust is well and truly settled. And that was now. So maybe he'll look. He will look forward to taking a call at 20 to 9. I didn't make the game, but I woke up and watched it this morning, and I just think it was just a fantastic representation of how even the NRL has been this year. So I'm looking forward to getting mm. into that with Hugh McGann and Beaver later on. But Saturday night, the, the All Blacks was captivating, mate. You spoke about Dan Carter's kids under the blankets, above the blankets, gutted, then happy. It was like that, and I'm an adult. Well, mostly an adult, so yeah. <laughs> It was it was a great match, and it was a true test match too. Like I think uh, week one, uh, the hundredth test, you know, there was so much build up, there was so much anticipation, you know, a lot of people on edge, players on edge, you know, how's this going to go? And it probably didn't, um, you know, play out like we'd we'd hoped. Um, but week two, game one hundred one, when 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 you know South Africa was so close to beating us, I thought they. They, you know, when a team was getting spoken about all week, you know, they stuck true to what what they're about. They didn't listen to the outside noise when a lot of people could have. Um, they brought a different angle to how they play. Like uh, I've spoken, when when they bring a game, when they bring an ability to go wide and actually test you and, and get the port, the ball past second five centre and they get it into the edges, um, they're an un- unbelievable outfit to to beat. So look. It was a great test match. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'll just go through a, f- a few things I've, I've jotted down. Um, I think the All Blacks, they scored some great tries. I think they scored some great tries. They punished... Uh, oh, no. I mean, I mean the South Africans scored some great tries. They punished the All Blacks' mistake to, go, uh, to score a great tr- first try. Luka, uh, Luka Nasi arm behind the back pass. Uh, that, you know, behind the back pass was un- unbelievable. I think Damien Dialadindi... Uh, he was outstanding for the box. He had them going forward all day in the midfield. Uh, he was bloody a shining light for for the Springboks. He put our midfield under a ton of pressure. Harvey and um, Anton Leonard Brown were were put under a lot of pressure as well. So I thought the the Springboks, like I said, they brought a game that that tested the All Blacks and put them under a lot of pressure. They they still kicked the contestables, and I thought the All Blacks they kicked they they caught those. Uh, uh, way better this weekend, but um, their ability to flick to the left, I thought it was outstanding. Um, I th- for the All Blacks, I thought when they had the ball and 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 they had quick ball, they looked great. I loved how they were creating space, but also getting the ball there. You know, Severis's try from a cross kick was a prime example, and that flies the class of of Bowden Barrett. You know, they've seen the space and they're getting the ball there, and that was just off the makeshift. Bodie looking up, seeing the space, Sever calling it, and then just an unbelievable finish from Sever in the end. Um, so that was pretty pretty classy from. Uh, Bowden Barrett and Severis. Speaking of Bears in class, 
We love Bears when he takes on the line. That half-break offload to Rico when he goes um, goes all the way, then offloads to Artie, who supermans his way over. That's what we love seeing. So ball in hand, I had no problem with the All Blacks. I think the other side, they just lacked a little bit of discipline. I think we got pinged mostly at the offside line. Whether that's just been lazy or the eager or, or too eager is a case for Ian Foss and e, et cetera to look at and review. Also, the breakdown area was a big concern. Both sides of the ball, but particularly our ball, the halfbacks had a torrid time. I think South Africa big bodies. We've seen that on Saturday night. You, you can't just park over the ball, as Luke Jacobson found out. See Khaleesi Bloom way and someone else as well. So hats off to South Africa. They were very physical and demanding, but I think the breakdown area, and, and we've got to just get in there, move bodies, and give the halfbacks an opportunity to clear that ball better. I think we, we haven't really helped the halfbacks in the last two weeks. So the breakdown area was a was a huge, huge problem for me over the, on the weekend. Um, also, I want to talk about that last minute. I want to talk about that last minute. I want your your, your thoughts at home as well. That last minute. <laughs> yeah, I think when you know when teams are trying to kill the game in that last three or four minutes, when they're trying to kill the game and they're trying to um, you know play the game out, the refs are looking at that now. The refs are looking for the for those little opportunities now, and I know. On the weekend, we got pinged. We got pinged in that last minute. They're looking for players to go off their feet. They're looking at players holding onto the ball, and teams have really trained for it now. So I want to know at home, was that the best option? Was that the only option, or would you love to see the All Blacks playing? Like, I've been involved, and I've been involved with teams when they've done both, and um, it, hadn't, it hadn't worked both times, you know? So I need to know, what is the right formula? Do we want to keep playing? Do we want to kick the ball down and back our defence? We were still around the halfway. We were around the 60-metre mark. And, um, you know, even Francois Stain was still on the field. He, kick, he can kick those in his sleep. But, yeah, we, we went, we're just slowing it down. The halfback's playing like a thing called tic-tac. So we're hitting the left, we're hitting the right. Players are just going off, like dropping straight to the ground. Players are sealing, but refs are looking for that now. So uh, there was, I think there was about four or five minutes ago. Was that too early to do that? Was that too early to start the tic-tac, to, to trying to slow the game down? Should we potentially just keep playing? Look, it's a conversation to have um, now because obviously of what the outcome was. We, it didn't uh, come to fruition. They got a turnover. They kicked it down. They put us under pressure, and then they got a penalty and won the game. So, look, in hindsight, we can always talk about it. But for me, I want to know if there's another solution to it because, yeah, it's, it's just one of those parts of the games that, that refs have cottoned on to now and teams have cottoned on to now that, that teams are trying to slow the ball down. So what are the refs looking at? They already know they're, going, they're looking for players off their feet, killing the ball, sealing the ball. They're looking for players holding on, so teams have come up with plans, and in the end, it, it costs us the game. So, yeah, that, that's my thoughts uh, from the match, uh, Louis. So you've got some audio you want to play, mate? I do, mate. I've got the tries that, that you spoke about, the Springboks, and I want to give you a little bit of hats off here because you, what was it, two weeks ago or the week leading into their 100th test, you said they mm. don't get lulled into their game plan where they will kick, they will bomb, they will bomb, they will bomb, they will bomb from their 22, our 22. <laughs> I don't think anybody knew mm. that. But then don't, just watch because you don't want to get lulled in. And then when they put it through the hands, you get caught napping. And, and look, what did we see? Exactly that. Artie wins that one. Taylor leaves it behind. They have to scramble. It's there for Arm. Oh, the around the back pass into the hands of Diolandi. It's the razzle dazzle. We never expected Wide ball, kits off, gets the legs pumping, and then pushed back onto his back. 
to Clerk. Yankees, Mapipi's in the corner. It's the razzle-dazzle we never expected from the Springboks. We obviously weren't listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast, mate, because they've always been capable of it, and you told us that. Yeah, for sure. And and, and when they can play that game, they are, they are an absolute threat. So, look, hopefully now they've seen what they can achieve with the ball. And I, I, I'll be honest, I love Alton Yanchi's at 10. I think his ability to spread the ball wide and, and get the ball to the width. He can still play the kicking game. He's got a great left foot on him. Um, but him at 10 was... Was outstanding, but like hats off to the All Blacks. Like we're going to talk about the All Blacks in the Rugby Championship. I'm going to go through and, and speak about the look. I've been reasonably happy with the All Blacks um, throughout this Rugby Championship. They've they've played they've, every player in the squad. They've taken a massive squads over there, so every player's got an opportunity, and every player that's gone on the field and, and had an opportunity has actually taken those opportunities. So building for the future is bright. You know the future is bright because we're giving these guys a crack at the big time. They're, tra- they're playing not in New Zealand, they're playing in overseas as well because that's the thing. You've got to be able to, you can, it's easy to win at home, you've got to be able to win overseas. So they've won five straight overseas, lost obviously on the weekend, but when you win overseas, that's when you know you've got a great team and great connections. Um, there's still a lot of work to be done, and my case is, um, my case is maybe Sam Whitelock is a big loss. Maybe Sam Whitelock is a huge loss because mm. on the week, uh, last couple of weeks, I felt like we haven't seen the Broder Retallick that we used to. And Brody probably hasn't been able to, to, to let go and do his work and, and get his game flowing because he's probably worrying about too much around, uh, around the, um, the locks and, and the line out and there's so much pressure on there with Evan Epps the best, um, putting him under a ton of pressure on the weekend with the line out. So I think maybe the, the missing cog is Sam Whitlock. If he comes in, he brings another line out option. He brings, he defensively on, on the opposition ball, he puts a hell of a lot of pressure on the opposition ball as well in, in the line-out. So maybe he's a big loss. And, and his ability to come back and help Brody Retellick and let him free up, I think that, that'll, be all, um, that'll be a shine light. Look, so re- relative, I was pretty happy. I was pretty happy. Um, I was pretty happy with how the All Blacks have, have come through this. Like five or six, they've got to be proud. Players for me. Players that really stood out. I think Artie Savia, the captain, I thought he had a solid campaign and all that he did. Great around the park. We know that. But it's his tight work where he shone for me. I think his breakdown and tackle area, he was always a menace. So so um, Artie Savia led well. Led well from the front. Captain's knock. I think um, I think this guy. Do we ever, do, have we created an Ethan Black at a fan club yet? Or have we not seen enough of them? No, we have. Have we created an Ethan? We have. Have we created we have. an Ethan fan, uh, Ethan Black at a fan club? Mm-hmm. Not your typical blockbusting running type player, but an absolute workhorse that will throw his body body at anything, no matter the size. He came in at the end of that game. I think he had, I don't. I think he maybe got twenty minutes, fifteen twenty minutes, and made eleven tackles, miss none. <laughs> so he's not your traditional, um, you know. But that's your six. You want someone that is just tough. He can ball play as well. When he can, when he gets the ball, he can ball play. So mm. I want to know: Are you a fan of Ethan Blackett, and do you think he's done enough to, to start as well? You so, want to join the club? Um, <laughs> they want to join the club. Join the Bears and Izzy Club for for Ethan Blackett. I want an absolute champion. But here we go: the player of the comp for the ABs, and now has cemented his spot as the ABs starting fullback. Oh, yeah. will have to be Geordie Barrett. Geordie Barrett, both sides, he was outstanding. His ability to counterattack from anywhere and open teams up willy-nilly, as he saw from Saturday night when he nearly put Anton away in the corner. That's what I love. That's what I love about Geordie. And I think he's just growing. I think he's just growing. He's just come a long way 
in this last year. What I love is the calmness, his decision-making from the back. I think he's coming a long way. The old Geordie would have ran everything. The old Geordie would have ran everything. He would have made the old mistake and just gone on with it. But now, nine times out of ten, he's making the right decision at the back. He's, 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 he's surveying up his options, surveying us, nothing on. He'll plug the corner. We put one of his big raking boots in to get the all base out of pressure. But then he knows. He'll see a little... Uh, you know, tight forward in front of him, and he'll step in, make a little break like he did against South Africa on the weekend. So Jordy Barrett will have to be um, the player of the tournament for me. He's come an absolute long way, Louis. Oh, love it, Izzy. And do you know what? I was going to ask, can we do an Izzy Dag fullback on fullback expose of why Jordy Barrett has got so good? So let's save that for sometime this week because I am very curious about yeah. his development. Uh, hey, Izzy would love the All Blacks to kick deep into their 22 and ask them to score from that far out. So that's Chase answering your question Chase really appreciate that and Richie yep. has come through with a bit of gold here about things that the refs are looking for we're going to get to that after we talk to Tony Pike but double eight double three you've just heard Izzy's take on all of the well the All Blacks performance in the rugby championship what do you want them to do and Ethan Blackadder is he just cut from the perfect test match rugby cloth let us know double eight double three or the Kennards higher phone line 0800-150-811. Where are the All Blacks at? We would love to hear from you. Tony Pike, after this, we're here with we're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yeah, you heard Staffy say it. It was a huge weekend of sport and racing. This morning, our skip, Brendan McCullum, has got a win over in Abu Dhabi in the uh, IPL. We've got NFL going on. You heard the Manchester City-Liverpool game live on SCNZ. That was 2-all. And the racing this weekend, well, Coolsign may have got his group one, but down in Rickerton, what about this? It's Providence provides the, the 50 metres. I'll tell you who's providing. Tony Pike and Kozzi Asano. There's five. Tell you what, Providence. Oh, I got on that horse one, that absolute doozy, and I was just taking anything Tony Pike was training and Kozzi Asano was on. Better racing service this weekend meant we saw some of the country's leading stables get to unleash their promising horses in numbers. And one barn who had an absolute field day was Tony Pike, winning five of the 11 races on the card at Rickerton, as well as picking up a couple on Friday at Tarapa also. Tony is now on the line. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, boys. Oh, mate, how are you feeling after that weekend? Pretty successful weekend, mate. Yeah, look, thank you. Great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I managed to tip, tip the right horses uh, to the boys on um, on Saturday morning, so that was a good result for everyone. But uh, yeah, yeah, great, great result to, to have some nice young horses um, putting their best foot forward. Obviously, with the, the better three-year-old races coming up, and um, some of it very progressive. So uh, yeah, look, hopefully, we're in for a good month or two. Pikey, you did just that. We were loving it on um, Saturday morning when we had you on. It felt like the right weekend because you were pretty bullish. So, do you, do you just know that the stable was just ready? The, the you know the tracks were right. Just everything kind of lined up, and you felt like you were about to unleash. Yeah, look, though, you, know, you have a fair idea which horses you think are very promising, and um, you know, obviously there you go, Field of Gold. I was very confident in the team. I think they're two very, very, very smart three-year-olds, and um, obviously um, heading down south for the first. Uh, First start um, down there, they've travelled well, and you know, I just thought they'd be a little bit better than um, you know, some of the others in those races. Yeah, and they just were. Those are the exact two I want to talk to you about because they look like they've got futures. So um, there you go. And then, well, I guess Field of, Field of Gold, actually, I mean, he's a super looker, and as he's the half of half brother of Sherwood Forest, but he just looks like he's got a bit more explosion in him. He, he looks, and he kind of had a bit of a gawk up the straight as well, like he got a bit lost, but he's just got all that raw ability, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Only his third start, so he's still learning, learning his trade. But 
Yeah, he's uh, by starts mangled banner, so he's uh, obviously a very good sprinter and probably just a little bit sharper than what Sherwood Forest was. Um, yeah, he was more of a, a grinding, staying type, whereas this bloke um, you know, can ping the goats, put himself on speed and, and cricking away off a hot tempo. So, um, you know, he looks like an ideal Guinea's horse as long as everything goes right in the, in the next few weeks. Mate, you must be pretty happy with the relationship you've been able to form with Cozzy Asano. He, was re- he, le- he led the first five to five victories in that. Are you happy with how that's going, those connections? Yeah, very much so. Cozzy's moved up north uh, you know, just to try and get a few more opportunities um, you know, with some of the bigger races coming up, and he's been riding a lot of track work for us, and he's ridden a fair few of these horses in track work. So you know, it was uh, great to send him down there. Obviously, he had a, a big team to ride and a good job to do, but um, yeah, he did it very well. They're good, positive rides, and um, you know, got the job done very well. Hey, field of golds at six dollars in future for the two thousand guineas. So it's a kind of an interesting one. I mean, the Hawks Bay guineas is usually a real good indication, but um, a little bit different this year around. He definitely going if he can stay sound. It's a that's as you just said, it's a perfect race for him. Yeah, definitely. He's um, he's definitely hitting on a guineas path. That's why we sent him down south a little bit earlier. He'll run next in the three-year-old mile stakes race at, at Rickard in, in three weeks' time and that'll be his final lead-up to the Guineas. So uh, he'll definitely be heading that way, and um, yeah, we'll just see what happens uh, up in the north, whether we send another one or two down. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, Tony. So Tutakaka over in Australia just didn't... Well, it wasn't a bad performance. I read your comments as well. Damien Lane reckons he'll take lots of progression, so he's still on track for the derby over there in Victoria. But is there anything else you've got prepared to roll out over the next couple of weeks that we should keep an eye on? Uh, look, obviously, track conditions going to play a part. Um, Danger strikes. Uh, she went well in the uh, top of the meter fillies race. I think she's going to really improve once she gets up and trips. She's probably a three-year-old filly to follow. Um, but uh, yeah, look, there's a bit of rain around here in the Waikato at the moment. We sort of uh, put most of our cards on the table over the weekend and, and on Friday. So um, you know, probably just following the team uh, out of the weekend and, and last week, uh, there'll be the odd new one turn up. But uh, yeah, look, we pretty much. Um, exposed everything over the weekend. Yeah, well, it went well then. <laughs> yes, it's at least over the right <laughs> cards. The right cards, Fikey. Awesome work. Congratulations, mate. And I'm sure we'll hear a lot more of you as the spring progresses. Yep, cheers, boys. Have no. a good day. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Izzy, you had a little fill-up, a little record and fill-up? Oh, mate, I, I did, but you know the worst thing? Because, I, I, look, it's not bad. I was out with the kids and we're out for lunch <laughs> and I got home. I got home. I got the home. I missed thing. the first three. I missed the first three at, at Rickerman, and then obviously you were, you came in through the WhatsApp about Tony Pike, so then that got my ears pricked up, and I started listening, and then next race I took Pikey's horse, and then I took Pikey's horse again, and it just kept winning, and I was just like, so every horse at Rickerman, I was looking for Cozzy Asana, and then I'd look at the odds, I'd go, oh, no, nah, that one's probably not going to win, you know, so, but Cozzy Asana and Tony Pike, mate, what an absolutely outstanding um, combination at Rickerman on the weekend. Well done, mate. Yeah, they were firing. It was good. Pikey answers his phone and he tips them out. We've got Richie's text, but it's so good. I want to save it. So we'll leave that, leave that till after the news. But just quickly here, Blackadder, the number one All Black six. That's PJ and Brenton. Hi guys, Blackadder is our six and more when we are backing playing those northern teams in South Africa. Then the likes of Australia, we could shift around with your other sixes. And there you go. I think that's probably fair enough from Brenton, and he's just kind of. Well, he looks, he looks like he's cut from the right cloth for Test Match Rugby. It's half past seven o'clock. We'll keep the All Blacks chat going. Double eight, double three, or 800 811 the Kennards Higher Phone Line. Right now, though, it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together, we are building and shaping New Zealand.
And if you can't wait till four o'clock to catch up with our esteemed drive colleagues, Kirsty Stanway and Stephen Beaver Donald, well, tune in and stay tuned in at about an hour's time. We'll catch up with the boof who has uh, let the dust settle with the kids very early this morning after the Penrith Panthers, his beloved Penrith Panthers, got their NRL grand final win last night over the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Hugh McGahn also going to talk about that, so don't worry, we'll cover that in depth. But the rugby chat, well, whenever the All Blacks lose it, kind of, it makes you feel. I don't know if you feel worse or better when, than when they win, but we've got a lot of feeling today, and Richie sent through a text about the referees, is he? He did. Two things I took from the last few games that refs are now looking for. Shepherding, chasing players, chasing high balls. Yes, they are looking for their escorting player. They are looking for players that are escorting back. If they change their line, then that is a, um, that is a penalty to the kicking side. So you can't change your line. You can run straight back. What I mean by that is you can run straight back for the, for the receiving player and you can, you can hold your line there. You just can't change your line. So, yep, they are looking for that. Also, if the player isn't a chance to make a charge down then they can't touch the kicker once the kicker has kicked the ball. The refs gave a penalty for both, uh, for this in both games against Australia, Hodge and the box. Yeah, I totally agree. You can't, once the, once the halfback has passed the ball or they have kicked the ball, you can't. It's just like having a late tackle. You can't touch them. So, look, it is one of those ones that they're looking for. I think while they're doing that, because when, I know when I was playing, we used to play, when you play a guy like Will Guinea, whose game is running or, or part, you know, trying to get the, get out and, and, and run. Like, as soon as he passed it, we'd try and frustrate him by just giving him a little tap because there's nothing worse than getting hit late, like just suddenly, suddenly. So just trying to frustrate the players. But, yeah, I think refs are looking for it now. So refs are, yeah, they are playing a big part in the game today, and I think the ref on the weekend, look, he was pretty pedantic with quite a few things, let's be honest, but um, that's what they're looking for. They get told from higher above how they should ref and what they look for. When they get told what to look for, they will look for it more intently. So... Um, yeah, that's what the refs are doing at the moment. Yep, totally agree. Love that text, Richie. But keep them coming in with your uh, review of the All Blacks. What have you seen? Who do you like? Ethan Black at a fan club here, and I know there's a few <laughs> of you out there. He has to start at number six. He is our number six. Wow, I reckon he could play seven or eight too. So where else could you put him? He is Mr. Fix-It in the loose forward area. So yeah, Ethan Black. Keep them coming in, double eight, double three. But now it's time for the choices poll. With Louie. I'm on fire, mate. You are on fire, is he? I'm loving it. Something's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> you just had too, too good of a weekend, mate. You too, you got too much rest and rotation. It uh, just shows what a, a weekend when you have rest is good. Like, you know? Oh, my gosh, man. Your life has been changed. 31 years. You'll yeah. never go out again. You'll just put yourself in self-imposed lockdown. Well, I'm, I, home, mate. I'm thinking the choices flooring poll today and choices flooring floors for living catalogue is out now. So go have a look at that. Hey, I'm thinking, well, let's keep the theme going. Who is the player of the series? I usually do performance of the weekend, but I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head with those players you spoke about in the rugby championship. So I want I want to know, who is your player of the series? Have your choice. Go to the Bears and Izzy for Breakfast Twitter page, Bears and Izzy for Breakfast on Twitter, or text us, double eight, double three. Who is your player of the series? And here are my nominations. Geordie Barrett, which is uh, Izzy's player of the series, and this is the rugby championship. Mm-hmm. Ethan Blackadder, because we are now the official Ethan Blackadder, well, we have been for weeks, the official Ethan Blackadder fan club. David Harvili, because we can't remember what he was doing in the early games against Australia. We were kind of, we didn't have question marks, but we were saying, how quickly can this guy assimilate to kind of test match level? And then, Izzy, I want you to pick the last spot. 
Adi Savia or Rico Ioane? Because they've both had incredible series. Adi. Adi? Yeah. Easy. Adi Savia, Adi Savia, David Harvili, Ethan Blackadder, Geordie Barrett. Out of those four players, who has had the best rugby championship and who is your player of the series? If it's not on there, send us a text anyway. I would be curious to know, but I think you could throw a handkerchief over these guys and say they've stood up for the black jersey. So go have your choice. Baz and Izzy for Breakfast Twitter page. You will find the poll which says, who is the player of the rugby championship from an All Blacks perspective? It is Artie Savia, David Harvey, Ethan Blackadder or Geordie Barrett. I'd love for you to have your say. And you're saying Geordie Barrett, aren't you, Izzy? Yeah, Geordie Barrett for me. I think I've just been seeing his development over the last couple of, couple of years. I think Super Rugby, he's always been solid, but he's been shifted from second fire, wing, and especially in the All Blacks, he hasn't had many opportunities to start at fullback, and I think he's just grown in leaps and bounds in the last couple of weeks. So, I, I, yeah, I think he was a player of the tournament for me. Just how under pressure he's just so cool, calm, and collected. Loves the big moments. Give me the ball. I want to kick this and win the game for us. And um, I think his decision-making at the back, whether the kick, run, or pass has just been spot on. So, look, I've been really impressed with, with Geordie Barrett, and I think he's sewing up that, that 15 jersey uh, for the future, mate. Beautiful stuff. Right, do we have you, mate, Jace Ryan, after this? We do, we do. I just rang him, woke him up. He was watching the grand final last night, so I just woke him up. He's ready to go, mate, ready to rip in. Let's get into it. The big boy, Jace Ryan, keep the All Blacks chat going. Double eight, double three. back after this. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is 16 and a half minutes away from 8 o'clock. You can go vote in our Choices Flooring poll. Have your choice. We're talking about the best player or the All Blacks top performer in the Rugby Championship. Your options are Adi Savia, David Harvey, Ethan Black, added Geordie Barrett. Uh, they might have gone down to the spring box, but they have done a pretty pretty good job, I think, is he considering the players have had to leave home. 100%, man, 100%. And it's very, very fitting. And we've spoken about the All Blacks all morning. And uh, we've had some great text messages coming in too as well. So keep them coming, but someone that knows a lot more about the Ford Pack and what it takes to, to grind out a win or a close match, or when you're playing South Africa, what it really what really entails to, to beat the South Africans is Jason Ryan. Maybe this was a test fitting of the 100th meeting, but either way, the All Blacks won't help but feel frustrated by a two-point loss after the buzzer to the spring box as an offside infringement in front of the sticks ended a great battle 31-29 victory to the box. Jason Ryan is assistant coach for the Crusaders and he saw it all unfold from the back here in beautiful Christchurch, wasn't it, um, Jace, over the weekend? Very stunning weekend of, of weather. But good morning, Jace. Morning, boys. How are you? Good, mate. Good, mate. I know you are up uh, late last night watching that grand final. Uh, how was that? It was a cracking game, wasn't it, firstly? Oh, how good was it? That was some game of footy. Really enjoyed uh, the moment between Ivan Cleary and Nathan Cleary at the end there. Um, pretty special, wasn't it? Good on them. They, uh, they worked hard for that one. And you know, Wayne Bennett couldn't quite get there, but just uh, some game. Good crowd too, wasn't it? What a crowd. Yeah, man. Yeah, some of the what's lads the are in there too. They're in their head. What's the difference between 75% capacity and 100? I mean, really? <laughs> I don't know, mate. They're just trying to make it look like, you know, they're, they're ticking the right boxes. Aren't they? It's all about ticking boxes, isn't it, Jase? It is, mate. Hey, hey uh, thanks for that little segue on, on the NRL. Let's talk about the, the All Blacks on on Saturday, mate. How was that? What, what did you see from that match? Um, give us your summation. Yeah, look, I, I really enjoyed um, 
the last couple of test matches um, against South Africa, to be fair, and this one in particular. And there's probably a couple of reasons. You've got um, two teams who are pretty physical and uh, were very physical. There's a lot of history between it, between both the teams, obviously. But I've actually, uh, I just listened to you this morning about the refereeing. I've actually really enjoyed the English referees in the last two weeks, to be honest. I find them that they're, yeah. they're, they're really technical, they're on the money, they're quite composed. They don't get emotional, <laughs> and and, and yeah. they work quite well with the captains with their reasoning. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think that's been that's been a real highlight. And they don't often get get much of a rap, do they? The refs usually everyone's having a crack at them when they're doing yeah. something wrong or making the wrong call. But you know, for that referee and how it played out in that last five to six minutes, making big calls and big games like that, and being right on the money. It was unbelievable. Like that offside one against yeah. the Blacks at the end, when you rewind it, it's like, man, they were a mile offside. But in the heat of the moment, sometimes they can miss that with the they are. So, mm. yeah, because they're not I thought they were good. We'll talk about the offside line. I thought that, that was probably one of the areas that they lacked discipline. Was it just, uh, you know, just showing a bit of laziness there or just too eager to get off the line? What, what did you see? Yeah, it was sort of... Um, it was when the, when the South African team had repeat sets and they were holding the ball for a long time and, and the All Blacks, I don't think they were sure if, it, if the ball was going to go in the air or they were going to run because mm. they definitely run a little bit more than the, la- <coughs> Excuse me, than the last yeah. set, didn't they? So I, th- I think that was that was a bit in it. Um, so, yeah, and, I, and, and, and it was unlike them sort of late in the game. You know, we mm. used to... I, I was going through when... You think when Steve Hansen, like years ago when they had the All Black teams, they'd really pride their, 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 themselves on their finish. And I don't know if they've sort of had that over the last couple of games, you know. And they go over teams with maybe sometimes 10 minutes to go. And I think that's just sort of been lacking a little bit. I think the All Blacks, I'd say the selectors and that would be pretty disappointed with how they finished that game. I really do. And, you know, they had. Um, Paddy Asafo, George Bowers, pretty new to test rugby um, offer, but they're still experienced All Blacks. You know, like, I, I thought they could have perhaps had a bit more impact um, and finished the game with, with a bit more ruthlessness. But no doubt they'll be talking about that. What about the flip side though? You got you got to take your head off to South Africa. Eh? They brought a, a ton of physicality to the, especially the breakdown area. I want you to touch on the breakdown area. I thought they put the All Blacks under a ton of pressure there. What were your thoughts from South Africa point of view and the breakdown area? Yeah, you're right. But I think the breakdown's been a concern all year, to be to be really honest. Um, teams are working out how you can slow the ball down um, for the All Blacks and, and throw their rhythm off, and it's definitely something that's they're obviously talking about getting it right, but I'm not sure they have yet. Um, mm. But they'll need to. Um, but yeah, South Africa are outstanding. I, I really like how they sub their front row. Ten minutes to go before half time. That that that's a step ahead. That's I reckon that's quality coaching, evolving and really looking at it differently. Because both those props, Big Trev, they were absolutely <laughs> gone. <laughs> you know, so, so they, yeah. they, they were looking for oxygen, and they had to. And even Neeps and um, and Big Moods. Yeah, there's a couple of big sets in between play dagger and. They were sucking yeah. it back, so I thought that was a real smart substitution. I really, I really did. And what 
what about the? I spoke to you yesterday, mate, about the lineout. Um, and I, I said, mate, is is Sam Whitelock a, a big loss? Is that affecting Brody's ability to be able to play his game? I felt like he wasn't able to unleash in the last two weeks. Was that down to Sam Whitelock missing, or was there just a, a bit more technical aspect to to why the the, the lineout was under so much pressure? Can you just delve into that a bit more? Yeah, I think it would be unfair to, to just say that it's not firing for Sam's not there um, because yeah. there's enough experience in that line-out for it to run, but you can't lose nine line-outs in two test matches um, against South Africa. And I just really challenged how they're um, setting up their formation. Like, the South Africans, if you imagine two massive buildings in the middle of your line-out, that's basically yeah. how the South Africa... South African teams defend. They chuck one at the front and one about middle, so they challenge you to throw over. And when the All Blacks did throw over, that throw Cody through about the 16-metre line, they scored off it. Mm. But when the pressure went on, they just kept throwing to the front, and I think that they've got to add a little bit more variation, which will set up, and then it'll put the South African line-out defence in two minds of where to sit in front, but yeah, I think the line-out's been pretty disappointing. And they'll be, they'll be disappointed 100% by their own standards, no doubt. But yeah. for me, they just need more variation and trust their skills. Poor old Asapo oh, sometimes man, sitting it. there for like 12 seconds waiting for the call, you know. It's, I remember Rito yeah. used to always be real big on just getting to the line-out first and going, you know. Tempo, tempo. Bronze, bronze, yeah. gold, you know me when I used to mock you boys at, at the training. But anyway, thanks for that detail, mate. That was awesome detail from you, uh, Jace Ryan. If anyone knows, it's you, mate. Um, I want to ask you about the player of the series for, for yourself. Who, who do you really, who do you think just took another little step in the right direction and really stood out? I, I spoke about it this morning. Geordie Barrett was probably my my guy for player of the series. Who who do you like? Mate, Geordie's been unreal. Well, he's playing at 15. They're playing him in the right position. Um, yeah. I, I think he's, I, I think he's been outstanding, and for him to nail those big kicks, he's still young in his career and big test matches. He's going to grow a lot of confidence for that, and um, I, I think, you know, I think Geordie's coming of age, and, and it's great because he's, he's he came into test rugby pretty young in his playing career, pretty young, but he should take a yeah. lot of confidence about how he's playing at the moment. I actually missed him last night and said, "Well done on a you know, great series," and he'll be wrapped. Um, for his own confidence. And another one for me that I just believe is absolutely made for Test Rugby and is Ethan Blackheader. Um, oh, I, I yes! He, he's, <laughs> he's like a mosquito, <laughs> isn't he? He just does not go away. He's huge mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is unbelievable, and I think he's made for it, and he's going to cement himself whether or not it's off the bench or, or any of that least loose forward trio. He's a real point of difference but um awesome yeah and it'll be it'll be interesting the next the next part of the tour won't it you know this is where you know i think they, they keep sort of saying oh it's a long tour well it's about to get longer in a way digger you know like yeah. they've had five or six weeks in aussie and as you know now they've got two weeks break and that's when you usually tend to miss your family more because you're sort of a game week you've got your rhythm and you're getting ready for a game and playing on a saturday yeah Whereas yep. when you got that downtime, it's like, oh, I just want to go home. <laughs> and they're actually mm. getting further away from home now. They go to America and then they go to Europe and the UK. And so All right, they'll, All right they'll Jace. 
I'm going to have to bloody stop you there, mate. You, 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 I'll go straight to Ed and I might cut you off, but I'm going to have to say thank oh, you, brother. Me, thank mate. you so much for your time. Me, this is the last time. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off, mate, but I will, we'll be back soon, brother. Okay, thank you so much. Good morning. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is Monday, the 4th of October, and it's just after 8 on Monday. How good's a Monday after a big weekend of sport? We've talked all things racing, sport. We've heard from Jason Ryan, Tony Pike. Tony Pike had a great day at Rickerton on Saturday. Him and Kossi Asano winning five of the 11 races, five straight races to yes, cap off a very successful meeting at Rickerton on Saturday. Uh, what a day that was. Also, course I'm mad. John Barry getting up. A tissue, putting on a great fight. And the Epsom coming fifth over there. So, awesome, awesome weekend of racing. We've also just talked about the All Blacks in, uh, versus South Africa. The tough loss there. We had Jason Ryan on the show. He was talking all things All Blacks. Breakdown, lineouts, the things he saw. Spoke about their finish. The reserves coming on and not probably adding the punch. They have been able to achieve in last years gone by. That is their bread and butter. That is what they look for. You think back to 2015, 2014, Bowden, Barrett and co. coming on, changing the game, getting home late. So I'm pretty sure the All Blacks will be touching on that in Foster and co. But we spoke about our players of the tournament. I was Geordie Barrett. Jason Ryden was uh, Ethan Blackadder. He's a fan club. He's got to be in the squad. So give us a text on double eight double three. And if you feel like you've missed anything, Make sure you download the app, SEN, and go to All Things Podcast. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, and you'll catch up on those wee interviews we had with Tony Pike and Jace Ryan. Jace Ryan. And like I said earlier on the show, it is Ross Shield in the Mighty Hawks Bay today. It starts Napier, Danny Virg, Wyatt Central Hawks Bay, Hastings East, Hastings West. I play for Hastings East, so get up the Mighty Hastings East, Ross Shield. I'll keep you updated with those results during the week. Also, where to... We had a Heartland Championship, Heartland Championship going on, and we spoke to Jake Jason Forrest last week. He's a North Otago coach, and they were up against Mid-Canterbury, and they actually got up 32-20 against the mighty Mid-Canterbury team. So awesome, awesome work. But now it's time for our last hour. Our last hour. We're going to cover all things Grand Final. Grand Final, that match last night, Panthers versus the Rabbitohs. What an unbelievable game. I stayed up, watched the first half, and... Well, I had to get up four hours later, so I had to try and get to sleep, but I couldn't. What a game it was, and someone that knows exactly what it takes to play in those big, big matches. Penrith fans, rejoice. You can forget the mind games between coaches last year, grand final loss, and everything else that's consumed your thoughts because your Panthers are premiers. With Adam Reynolds' kick sliding by the right upright before a desperate two-point field goal attempt landed short. A tight, intense final which puts a stake in the season. Premier, premiership season for Penrith. Hugh McGann is a Kiwi League legend and was up late watching the game. Good morning, Hugh. Good morning, Israel. How are you? Oh, very well, mate. What a, what a game, eh? What a game. That's just that's one of the great grand finals, yeah? It was uh, really en- enthralling. Um, and the, the type of game that you, you want to set up late and, and mm. watch and struggle to um, turn the TV off and go to bed knowing what's <laughs> going on on the television. It was it was it was great. Um, so I think the the first half was certainly all all Penrith and oh. 
um, and throughout the game, um, Southwick, were, even though they were holding holding Penrith out, they were they were just holding them out. They were defending um, resolute, but they were at any stage you could have fallen over. But they, they just dug deep and they just held them out and held them out. Whereas on the other side, the Penrith, their defence, their their defence attacked. Whereas the mm. South, they were just defending, and um, it was they were just so dominant, but weren't able to to, to really finish it off. And, Six all or whatever it was at uh, at half time, it should have been a bigger scoreline. It was just the, the mm. tenacity of, of South Sydney, and um, uh, I, I I just couldn't couldn't turn away from it. I was I was really enthralled with the game. Given given I don't really like either team, um, and I was tossing <laughs> up whether I watched the grand final this week, and um, but I'm I'm glad mm-hmm. I did. It was uh, it was it was a real spectacle. Yeah, I'm, I'm none of those. I'm not a fan of either side too, but I was hoping Benji would get up with the Rabbitohs just because he's Benji and he's the reason I started supporting West Tigers and, and supporting league. But um, on the other side, mate, and you spoke about it defensively, but I thought Penrith's ability to get to the kick and actually kick with less pressure, they, on the other side, the Rabbitohs and Reynolds, they couldn't get out of their own zone. Every time they went to kick off the fifth pass, they were under a tonne of pressure is that? Do you think that was a defining moment in the game for Penrith to be able to get their kick away successfully, and on the other side, Rabbitohs under too much pressure? Oh, it was certainly a tactic of theirs. They they had to shut down Reynolds. Um, there was mm. no question, and and Cody Walker at the same time. They don't really have another kicker in around there. Um, yeah. They uh, they they needed to be under pressure, and I I like most people. I didn't think Penrith could maintain that throughout the game, but. They're, they're mm. a good young team. They're a fit team. Um, I, uh, I, I think they they went above and beyond in that area. Like they were really still putting pressure on. Even right at the end, where Reynolds was looking for the field goal, he was still having to do that under pressure. They just maintained um, constant pressure on on their their kickers. And and then on the other side, uh, Ivan Cleary had a field day. He could do what he wants. He could put the ball anywhere he wanted. Uh, without any mm. real pressure whatsoever, I think only on a, on a couple of occasions. But that was the difference, and, and more than well deserved that uh, Nathan Cleary was uh, man of the match. Uh, it was his his kicking game that uh, really put uh, uh, South under pressure, and always had to come out from from within their own uh, twenty media area, and uh, were constantly under mm. pressure. I, I I I really thought the um, Cody Walker. He was he was dominant in the, in the first half his his running game, but not until the last ten minutes did he actually get back into the game again in, the, in that second half. Uh, but unfortunately, the pressure was on them to do something, and um, he threw that intercept pass, which didn't yeah. really need to need to be thrown. Um, no, should have hit Gagai. Um, it should it should have hit him short, but even even still, he he, he probably could have taken the line another uh, two steps. Closer to the line and given the short ball, um, yeah. even if he had given the short, I thought Gaga would have been uh, would have been covered. But the, he still had the extra player on the outside. But it was yeah. a, a little bit of a rush of blood, and I think that's what the pressure of Penrith brought onto onto to South Sydney. Um, uh, and you, you find out you, how resolute you are and how, how mentally strong you are by staying calm and, and making some good decisions in that last ten or fifteen minutes. And I think the pressure they put on just made South panic a little bit more. And, and like you, I, I was hopeful that there was going to be a, a nice little finish for, for, for Benji Marshall. I, I thought they 
really could have brought him on earlier uh, rather than waiting yeah. for 12 minutes to go before they, they, they put him on, even though he had a little stint in the first half. Um, it, it, I think he'd be a little bit disappointed about it, but I, I think he would have enjoyed the experience of being involved in a, in a grand final again. We've got Hugh McGann on the line. McCafe coffee catch up. Double eight, double three. Hugh's uh, he watched the game last night. Enthralled is the word he's using. So send us a message. Anything you want to know from the Kiwi League? Great. We'd be very, very happy to ask him for you. Hey, Hugh, you speak about Nathan Cleary and then Ivan as well. I mean, you've got a son that plays high level sport. We've spoken about him before on the show. That moment after the game, I mean, that's pretty special, isn't it? Um, I've got to be honest. Uh, <laughs> Once the game was finished, I turned the TV off and I, I, I went to bed. So I didn't catch a lot of it. <laughs> Look, Nathan uh, and Ivan embraced. You can imagine the emotions. You, you can imagine it's exactly as emotional as you think it would have been. Yeah, it, it, more, more than likely, and in, in, in complete contrast to what happened last year. At the end of the, the game last year, they, they saw them embrace um, through disappointment, and uh, uh, Ivan was was trying to comfort his son at, at the time, and I'm sure it was the complete opposite. Afterwards, and um, and given Ivan's gone, how many years as a as a player, and now finally as a as a coach to uh, fulfil his dream of of getting a, a grand final or winning a grand final, um, I'm sure he would have certainly been emotional. Um, and uh, Nathan, um, knowing that you don't know what's going to happen next year or for the next few years in front of him, you you relish. Uh, the situation that you're in and, and make the most of it. I, I wasn't lucky enough to, to be in a grand final. I'm at a prelim final and that's as close as I ever got. Um, so I, I don't know what it's like to experience that, but I, I know I would have enjoyed it uh, because it's a lot of hard work, irrespective of um, representing your country and your state and everything else. This is a whole year's work gone into into the final 80 minutes. And when you, when you finally receive it, I'm sure um, winning... Test matches, winning other games, you know, just what the feeling would be like. But when you when you build up for it over a year or plan for it over a year and work mm-hmm. for it over the season, then at the end there would be no better relation by anyone um, in regards yeah. to how you celebrate afterwards. Well, now they've got the the monkey off the back, mate. And uh, Rabs touched on it. Ray Warren touched on it after the game. There's 13 players out of the well, academy on the uh, uh, side. Uh, uh, Funny after the game, uh, sorry, for, for jumping in there, I heard the uh, Wayne right. Bennett um, talking afterwards um, about just what it meant for Ivan Cleary. He, he, he was saying it. Mm. Um, Ivan would be really happy. He's he now got the monkey off his back, but he said that the pressure that the media were putting on him it looked out like a gorilla that was on his <laughs> back. And, um, that probably <laughs> would would be apt in the way that he explained it, that uh, they, they were putting pressure on him. He had 300-odd games, or 400 games yeah. as a coach, uh, never to win a grand final. Um, he said it does put pressure on, on people. But I, I'm sure he'd be totally elated, I and well-deserved. Yeah, nice. I was just going to talk about that. They've got 13 players that were in the academy. They had six that were homegrown in the Panthers area. Is this the start? They've, they've, they've beaten Melbourne Storm to get to the grand final. Now they've won. Do you reckon this is the start of a wee dynasty for the Penrith Panthers? Uh, their, their problem will be holding on to those players. They're, they're, mm. Depending on, on the relationship with everyone, um, they're, they're going to be commanding bigger price tags when their contracts yeah. come around for negotiation. So holding on to them is their biggest problem. And being a development club, you can afford to do that to a a degree. You won't be able to afford to hold on to them um, and make them 
uh, one club players for, for their whole careers, just that their price tags, it, it makes it uh, impossible. Um, but if they've, they've got the um, production line in place, they will always, you know, there will be always someone else to, to, to take over the role. But there's no reason why they couldn't extend the season. They improved on last year. I'm sure they'll, they'll look to improve again. But I, I see this team probably only being together for another two seasons, three seasons max. There's already a couple who are leaving this year going off to, to the Bulldogs mm. and a couple other different clubs. Um, but that's that sport. And there's not much you can do about that. But I think there, there's a long time involved uh, where the, the team or the club will be successful. Ivan's got a... a, a a good production line going on. Um, I think he's, he's built something there that uh, the the players will start to live by, and whoever comes in lives by what the uh, the players want. Similar to a, a Melbourne Storm or even the, the Sydney Roosters, uh, the same sort of uh, feeling um, and culture within those clubs will um, will be maintained. Nice, mate. Oh, just before we let you go, I just want to—I just want you to touch on you. Pro- I don't know if you know Wayne Bennett personally, but what about Wayne Bennett and the legacy he's been able to create? Ten finals, seven, you know, championships with with many varied teams. Five decades in the game of NRL. If this is his last time, which I've heard it might be, what sort of legacy does he leave, mate? Is he one of the greatest? Oh, I think yeah. I think he's written himself into into the record books. Uh, he'll be there for for a long period of time, and I think they'll. They'll relate to Wayne Bennett more than they have done with um, uh, Jack Gibson, who were, and I, I knew Jack, and I uh, was able to play under Jack for for a little while. He he just had an aura about him, and Wayne Bennett's got exactly the same thing. I don't know Wayne uh, personally, um, but those who I do know who played under him and, and speak of him, he just has this innate ability to to drag people into the, his way of thinking, um, give them encouragement, allow them freedom to um, express themselves as, as players, but uh, puts a, a base around them and he gives them a, a solid foundation and he works with them. He, he has a very close relationship with his players. He's not just a, a coach. You know, he, he is that father figure and, and brother and, and mate um, all at the same time um, and is able to extract the best that he can. And very few coaches have that ability. Some are very good tactically. He's both tactical, but he's also a relationship. And um, I think he will... His his legacy will has already it's already sitting in, in place now, but I think he's he's probably cemented it. And let's see what happens with this new team that gets brought out of uh, Brisbane. Whether he will be mm. the coach uh, in the future, uh, only time will tell. I, I can't really see them if 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 he wants to keep coaching like he he says he does want to and he loves loves what he he's doing, then I can't see him not still being involved. The day he he hangs up his his boots <laughs> is the day that. Take it on board. He is finished when he says it himself. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Oh, I love that from you, Hugh McGann. Here's our McCafe coffee catch-up talking all things grand final. Panthers getting up over the Rabbitohs. Really appreciate your time, Hugh McGann. Uh, appreciate it and uh, all the best, mate. Thank you very much, Israel. Enjoy your day. Cheers. There you go. A little great insights to the Penrith versus Rabbitohs from a Kiwi legend, Hugh, and uh, really appreciate his time and. Yeah, it was a wonderful game. It was a great game of league. It was just the icing on the cake. You know, you got to take your head off to the NRL. Um, you know, Abdo and Volandis and co, like all the challenges they've had, changing of uh, venues last minute, Queensland coming to the rescue and hosting the, the NRL in Queensland. And mm. So, look, all those 
obstacles aside, they, they were able to achieve and pull off an unbelievable event, and that was just fitting for the icing on the cake. Little cherry on top, mate. Little little final last night. So that was unbelievable. Yep. Bang on is in seventy five percent capacity in that stadium, Suncorp. It looks pretty chocker to me, but it didn't really matter. The atmosphere, mm. as you pointed out, was popping. Good to see all those um, those diehard Penrith Panthers fans, um, Bowden Barrett, Anton Leonard Brown, Damian McKenzie, and one other in their fr- freshly bought retro Panthers jerseys. Oh, come on, <laughs> eh? <laughs> it's uh, so I've good. Seen some banders, <laughs> seen some uh, boy bands, you know. Well, we. <laughs> Jumping on the wagon. Yeah, how good is it? I mean, that's the name of their, their number one hit bandwagon. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it's good to see the lads out there enjoying themselves. So I've actually got a bit of a week off. Uh, well, I've got it. Yeah, they've, they get a nice little week off before they head up north. Remember, the choice is flooring pole. Have your choice. Go to the Baznizzi for breakfast Twitter page. Um, I'm asking you who the player of the series was for you out of David Harvey. Uh, Adi Savia, Ethan Blackadder, or Geordie Barrett. And uh, Geordie Barrett, player of the tour, that's PJ from Tamuka. But I also think Luke Jacobson confirmed his potential. PJ, appreciate your text. Double eight, double three. There's plenty more there. We'll get to some of those after this. And of course, catch up with our man, Paul Moate, the party. It's Baznizzi for breakfast, 20 minutes past eight o'clock. We're here with the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. And Beave actually coming up with us in about 10 minutes' time because, well, he's traded um, Waikato drafts for milk bottles this morning, but last night he was sucking on some of Waikato's favourite watching his Panthers go very well in the NRL Grand Final. So we'll catch up with Stephen Donald shortly to see how the celebrations went. But right now it's time to have a look at our Choices Flooring poll. The Choices Flooring Floors for Living Spring Sale catalogue is out now download today and go and have a look at that. I asked you, who has been the All Blacks player of the Rugby Championship? Geordie Barrett, Ethan Blackadder, David Harvili, Adi Savia. And well, Izzy picked it. He picked it right down the middle. Geordie Barrett with just over 46% of the vote is the All Blacks player of the championship on double eight double three, nice. and the Bears and Izzy for breakfast Twitter page. So there you go. Um, and coming in second, Adi Savia, then Ethan Black at her head of David Harvey, four All Blacks that have played very well, though, is. They have, they have. Very, very successful. But we've got a caller on the line, Louie. We've got a caller on the line, Anz. Good morning, Anz. How's it going, mate? Good, brother. Good, brother. Yeah, you asked a very good question. Do you want to ask that question again, bud? Yeah, I was just wondering what you thought, man, at the end of the game there when uh, we were awarded the penalty and TJ just looked up at the rest and... Requested the shot like straight away. Why not play under advantage like we're an attacking team, you know, like kill a bit of clock and at the very least we get a shot in the last minute. Yeah, yeah, no, then, I love that because I, I, wanted, I wanted to talk about that too, mate. Yeah, like what do you think the, the what do you want to see them? Do you want to see them have a crack? Well, at least they could even just pick and go, you know, for two minutes, get it down to the last minute. You're always going to count on Jordy to kick that clutch goal. And then the mm. Saffins don't have any time to come back at us. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. I think, yeah, I spoke about it earlier. I thought they probably that last five minutes, uh, refs are looking for that at the moment. The team's slowing it down, sealing the ball off. I would, If I think about it now, I would have loved to have seen them play a bit more. And like you said, they're under advantage. Maybe have a crack, get the ball wide, or, or have an opportunity. Because you're always under advantage. If you knock it on, you're going to go back to the penalty. Would you like to have seen that a bit more? 
exactly yeah man like if you got that advantage use it mm. Mm. no nah, i love it mate i think they could have done it a lot better what, who was your player of the series mate yeah i'd have to go with geordie too bro yeah he was pretty clutch eh? pretty clutch you know yeah and i agree old blackhead has probably uh, put his hand up to be uh top number six too Yes, yes, nice. So who who misses who is who misses out then? Uh, if Geordie comes, uh, oh. if uh, Blackadder comes in, where does he go? Six, seven, eight. He can play them all. It's tough, man. <laughs> it's a tough, tough <laughs> decision there. I really don't envy Fozzie at all. And then when you think yeah, Sam right. Kane comes back, then what do you do? You got to have Artie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just so. Where do you put Artie at eight? Move him to eight. Yeah, potentially. And Jacobson's been going good, so it's like. I think we're just, <laughs> we're all right no matter what we do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's not a bad hit. Are you pretty happy with how they're tracking throughout the rugby championship? Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. I thought they played really well. It's a bit hard with that rush nice. defence, but I think we're going to get a bit more of that in Europe, you know, so we're going to need to sort something yeah. out. Nice, mate. Nice, mate. Oh, I love your text messages, Ant. Um, th- keep them coming in, mate. Very insightful for sure, and appreciate the call. Okay, bro. Have a good day, eh? See you. You too, man. The man. That's great. And he makes a real good point, is he? And then talking about the mm. with Sam Kane talking back, but how does Sam Kane seven, uh, Artie Savia eight, Ethan Blackadder six, the work rate of that loose forward trio, does that not just make your mouth water? It does, yeah, it does. Uh, uh, that's a, he's touched on it. Like, we're, we're so lucky. We've got so many combinations. And uh, like throughout that rugby championship, we've been able to see all these combinations. Now le- heading to Europe, I'd like to, love to see them f- fix, be fixed on one combination. Go over to Europe, give us your your best team, and give them an opportunity over four to five weeks to to bond, to mend, to come together, to to mould into an outfit, and, and stick with that, and stick with those combinations. Now that they potentially after that, they'll know who they love, they'll know who they want. Sam Kane brings another added dimension to the team. So when they get over there, stick to it as well. So, look, we've got some, a few more texts coming in. Shall I read a couple out, Luke? Yeah, well, Harrison's hit the nail on the head exactly what we're talking about with the Lucy's, bro. Mm. One thing confirmed by that game, that no matter how you see the loose forward makeup going forward, I don't know who he's mean, meaning from that, has to be there. His work rate on both sides of the ball was unmatched. Is he talking about Ethan there? I think so. That would be my gut, just because mm. he was in the pole. And yeah, I, that's I, from Harrison Marker. Yeah, that's from Harrison. I think he's meaning um, Ethan Blackadder has to be there. His work rate was unmatched. Um, so great, great text message there from Harrison. Thank you very much. And our nines did well, but I do feel we missed Smith at nine and his game control there were times there where we didn't have much structure. We could phase four times, then it would be flat. All in all, in all our di- we did well, but start Blackadder 95% of the time. Here's our World Cup hero. That is from Brenton. That is from Brenton. We've got another one too. I'll just quickly get to it. Morning, gentlemen. I'm a little bit unsure about Harvilly after the box game. think we need more punch size from the 12. Once Aaron Smith and Richie start, we'll, we are a small back, back line as well. That is from Costa, which is, yeah, fair call. I think um, Damien Aliende, Aliende, he um, yeah, created a bit of havoc. He was a big body. And look, Davey is a different 12. He's different twelve to what we what we're probably used to. He's a um he's a ball player. He's played fullback. He probably what well, he he can he can he can run those good hard solid running lines and he can be that battering ram. But I think he's 
he is a different one. So look, yeah, it was a tough couple of games for Davy and the midfield in, in general. He had to be, he had Anton, he had Rico one league, week, and then Anton comes in. So different combinations. But um, I think for me personally, I think we've got to stick with it. He is the, the the he is our light at the moment. He is our twelve. I feel um, going forward in these next couple of weeks, if he can add that element to his game, then I think he'd be great. So. Perfect. Appreciate appreciate all of your feedback. Double eight double three mm. and the Kenard Tire phone line. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. It's always there for us. And we, we really do appreciate hearing from you like we just have from Ants. Oh, we're gonna hear from our man Bove. The Bove coming up after this. I'm surprised he's out of bed, but when you've got kids, you've got to be up it. No matter how many grand finals your team wins, you've got to be up on dad duty. So we'll hear from Beave, check in ahead of his drive show with Kirsty and himself from four o'clock today. It is Baz Izzy for breakfast, twenty minutes from eight. Yeah, and you can give us a call on 0800-150-811. So much sport to debrief. So City and Liverpool have played out a two-all draw in the Premier League. And get this, Baz has not only won his game with the Kolkata Knight Riders of the IPL, Tottenham has won a game. Tottenham has beaten Aston Villa 2-1, so congratulations to the Spurs. Kansas City leaving Philly, leading Philly 28-16 in one of the NFL games, but there's plenty going on. And there's also a huge Tom Sanders fan on the text machine, is he? Double eight, double three. There is, mate. There is. Guys, the last North vs South game, Dom's, Tom Sanders displayed the most complete and dominant play at number eight I've ever seen in years. He was that good earlier this year as an understrength Crusaders team fronted the eight, seven versus Chiefs. My loose four trio would have been Sanders eight, Flanders at six, and Artie at seven. I don't agree with Foster's squad selections. Akira and Patrick are non-consistent. Enough to be ABs. Good guys, but just don't step up when needed. That was a great text. Leave your name at the bottom, please. That was a great, great text. Uh, keep them coming in. We've got a few more to go. We'll get to those shortly, but there's another one before we get to Paul, and I'm going to hate this. Morning, lads. <laughs> a bit of constructive criticism. Never, ever, 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 ever let Izzy tip out any more horses. Okay, okay, okay. Tip with your heart. I, I tipped with my heart and not my head. I tip with my heart and not my head, and I really love a tissue, okay? And one day, one day, we'll all get paid. Hey, Paul Moati, good morning, mate. Good morning, boys. Paul, are, oh, you, boy. are you texting the show before you come on? Uh, what, what do you mean? <laughs> That's your secret phone, eh? Better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a Razzie Razmus on you. <laughs> uh, what about Ter- what about Terrell Haddon? Oh, oh, don't get don't me started. Get started. Oh, boy, has Smithy sent a text to you? Oh. Well, we could have done. Smithy, Smithy had a good. Do you know Smithy tipped out? Um, he tipped out Northland as well on Friday night, and he tipped out. Wow, we've had a- about $7. Yeah, yeah, he's tipped out Northland at 7 bucks. He's tipped out Tyrrell Haddon top five. He's tipped out Coolsign Mav to the whole of the buddy Hawke's Bay region as well as John Barry. So, I mean, at this stage, we just have to kind of bow, bow down to the door and not saying that we're not going to win this competition, but um, a tissue and a tissue. I'll never bow down. A tissue. <laughs> 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 You've got more t- more ticker then, that's fine. Um, but a tissue fought on. She fought well for a $15 pop, wherever she was, Paul. She did. No, she did fight well, but crikey, Smith, Smitty couldn't miss on the weekend. Uh, that's oh. sensational. Um, but as you say, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint, boys. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just yeah. stick at it. Um, Baz will be back soon, and I'll sure, I'm sure he'll have some tips as well. Uh, so there's still plenty to... Yeah, don't give up yet. 
Oh, no way. No, no we're not giving up. No, no way. We're no. not giving up. Paul Moana, I'd never, ever give up. Look, I made a decision with my heart, not my head. And, and this week, me and Lou have already spoken about this morning. We're coming back. We're going we're gonna to look at some good form. We're going to bring it home this end of this week, mate. We'll be back. Good, good. And remember, if you see something earlier in the week, and you want the price? You just—you've got the hotline. You can get straight through to me. Um, you okay. let me know what the price is, and I'll lock it in for you guys. Don't don't come to me the day after and go, "Oh, it was seven dollars yesterday." <laughs> I can t- I can tell you what I can tell you what we will be doing is we will be using Zaki and the Caulfield Stakes as at a dollar thirty odds boost with whatever we put. We'll be we'll be putting a, running a little multi through Zaki at a dollar thirty. Um, and, and getting a little bit of a top-up there. But look, there's great fields this weekend. There's plenty of sport to bet on. So we'll, we'll come back strong. Paul, in general, the weekend, did you guys go broke because of Tony Pike? Did the president try to take you out of business? Gee whiz. Uh, yeah, it, it was a tough weekend. It was. Um, <laughs> Tony Pike, Cosi Asano down south. Yeah. Um, mm. Vinnie Colgan had a day at Hawke's Bay. And, of course, as you said, I think everyone in Hawke's Bay was on call sign Mav. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it was it was a busy weekend. Pleased to be going on. We've still got a bit going on today as well. We've got a bonus back promotion on the uh, NFL game today. Tom Brady returns to Foxborough with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. Uh, and we've also got a $10,000 guaranteed terminating pick six at the Palmerston North Greyhounds. Just head to the TAB website for all the T's and C's. But, uh, yeah, plenty going on, boys. Yeah, Paul, and, and don't worry, mate. Order order has been restored to um, our SCNZ World and Society. Double eight, double three. Smithy's multi went tits up, though. So good to know that. Um, good, good, just good, good to know. That he, you know, let him have a few wins, but he won't land that multi. So that's good. Time for it. promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. TAB.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18, there's some great texts here about your All Black of the series stacking up and also a little bit more about the approach that they are taking. We will find out a bit more about that after the news and hopefully we can grab a call too. 0800 150 811, the Kennards Hire phone line. We'd love to hear from you right now. It's time for Trudy with Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Now they run from acting half and that'll be full time. The siren sounds and Penrith have won the 2021 NRL Grand Final and a Premier's for the first time in 18 years. Full time, Penrith 14, South Sydney 12. Oh, you heard it here on SENZ, the NRL Nation call. What a fantastic moment and... Down in a very far away place as far as Penrith is concerned, but Waiuku, there was just fireworks and celebrations going long into the night. <laughs> morning, Beef. Yeah, morning, Louis. Oh, I'm glad you could see them from your house. Yeah, I left you off about midnight just to uh, celebrate the, uh, the food premiership. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. How good, Beef. How good, mate. You, you're actually a real fan. I know there's a new band being formed in, in Brisbane overnight. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it. They're called Bandwagon oh. All Blacks. But um, you're a, yeah. you're a tried and true, mate. How good? Yeah, very good. Yeah, it was disgusting to see some of the jerseys that were getting worn. <laughs> through. You know, us real fans actually own those jerseys um, and don't go to a retro shop to get them. So, you know, it's a bit disappointing to see that. But, uh, yeah, what a game. But uh, what do you reckon? They just uh, look like they were uh, just too tired to play in the second half, both teams. Yeah, well, you saw that first half, mate. I watched the first half. I had to go to bed. I'm up at 4.30 a uh, second half. I probably should have watched it. I stayed awake the whole time. But that first half, mate, they exerted so much energy. So I'm not surprised they were tired in that second half, eh? 
Yeah, no, she was. Uh, there wasn't much going on the second half, but uh, yeah, it was, um, I thought uh, I thought every time that Cody Walker and Reynolds got together, they looked dangerous. But they only got here about two or three mm. times. So in the end, the pin of Ford's uh, just too big and strong up front. What, what about Nathan, mate? Nathan Cleary. I thought his management last night, his ability to kick, and he it, it seemed like he had a lot of lot of time on his hands compared to. Adam Reynolds and the Rabbitohs, he was under the pump every time he got the ball to kick in the, on the fifth tackle. Do you think that was the deciding factor for Penrith? Yeah, I think Cleary, Cleary kicked the best out of him, to be fair. Every kick, as you say, every kick he had, he had time to put it where he wanted to. And, and they were just having to bring it back from their own 20 every time, where Reynolds, as you say, was under the pump big time. And, and I think that probably goes back, too, to the fact that uh, the Panthers forward did a bit of a job on them. As soon as they lost Joy Arrow south, it was a mm. sting when out of that pack of these. Yeah, grubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably a grub. Yeah, I'd go along with grub, but uh, there's some thing about him. <laughs> he's got something. Hey, Beef, do you kind of feel like a long-lost member of the Cleary family? Like, do you kind of feel connected emotionally? <laughs> no, nah, I feel like more of an Alexander or a Fittler. Uh, right, but, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, big fan of Nathan. Big fan. And uh, now he, uh, him, Alexander and Gower, now the, the three great Panther halves. So you've got Nathan on your show during the year. Have you got him linked up for the next couple of days, mate? Well, Live from Mad Monday? Kirst is uh, big on it, and she's really hopeful. But um, I don't know how to break it to Kirst that, uh, look, uh, when these sorts of things go down, unless you're on gibberish, at best, I don't think we're going to get them. <laughs> and you might That's have, the last thing we want you, to do, mate. Be, Talk to you, media. Might, you might have to lead up with Nathan at five, then the NRL integrity unit at five thirty, and no one wants that. No, <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I mean, Ivan looks like a bit of a straight shooter, so maybe he might be a chance. Say maybe what about Thursday? But uh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think we might be dreaming if we think we're going to get uh, any of them today. That's all right, mate. You guys. I don't will... know if it's straight shooter, Beaver. I think it's just age. Maybe we need to grow up, mate. <laughs> oh, do you reckon, do you reckon we should be straight shooter too? Hundred <laughs> <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. Yeah, I keep getting told that. Outstanding. All right, good stuff, Beaver. Back to the kids, mate. You've got a bit of bit nah. of be, go back to real world before you have to come into work and talk rubbish and, for a few absolutely. hours. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it. It's a great day to be a Panther. That's all. And and can I say, Beaver's best came in for the first time in eight weeks. So uh, very good Monday for us. Oh, how yes. good is that? Well done, mate. Well done, Beaver. Thanks, God. I, I don't have some gambling. He's coming from you guys. No, <laughs> fair enough. All right, off you go, mate. You bet us anyway. <laughs> you've, well done. You bet us, Beaver. There you go. We're back with Kirsty from four o'clock today. Uh, you want to tune in, Smithy after nine, then Staffy into Beef. Of course, Ricardo as well. What a lineup we have at SCN Did you can get it all in the app, and of course, the podcast channels. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Plenty going on today in the podcast. I've actually just asked Izzy, what's Jason Ryan like at a barbecue? Is he a good bloke? Because he screams like a good bloke. So go have a listen to our full show podcast and in the intro you'll hear Izzy talk about Jason Ryan's relaxation and what sort of guy he is. It's 10 minutes away from 9. We'll be catching up with the doyen Ian Smith shortly. It is 5 minutes away from the news which means then it's about 8 minutes away from Ian Smith and it's time to sleep on it with Smithy. Thanks to Temper they've got mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. Do we have the doyen standing by Is Yeah, good morning Smithy. 
Good morning, Izzy. Good morning to you, uh, Louis, and good morning to everybody. And uh, it's a pretty grey old day here in Hastings. Uh, we'll have a lot yeah. more, I should say. But um, yeah, and it's an announcement day for for people in Auckland. So biggie, it's a biggie. <laughs> it's a biggie. Well, yeah, I, I can't wait for your sermon after that. I'm sure there'll be something in there about that uh, later on this morning, mate. But our temper sleep on it, Smithy. I'll just get to it quickly. Mm-hmm. We had a great text message come through from Dan, and I think you'd be one person to be able to answer this. I think we need to decide whether Rico is a centre or a wing. That way we can start working on a partnership in the midfield. Also, if Moanga is available, is he starting 10? And if the case, does Bodie go to 15 and Geordie back to the wing? Mm. So I want mm. you to sleep on that. Yeah, and bring conjecture, eh? Can, it's amazing what a loss mm. can do, is he, eh? Yeah. <laughs> and it's amazing what it can do. <laughs> Yeah, we were last week thinking. Can't see. Yeah. I just can't see anyone moving Geordie from 15, but you know, you never know. And and you've got to bring probably Richie in. And how does that go? Rico, is he a centre or winger? I'd just love to hear your insights on that tomorrow, please. Smithy, hey, um, Tyrrell Haddon, mate. Did you follow your own bets in, your own tips, or what? I didn't didn't, uh, follow um, in terms of backing him personally, no, but. Uh, not a bad result for us, uh, the, the morning show. We've picked up uh, five hundies, so that's yeah. on the way. Bang. We're on the way. In the, in that the was outstanding, no, so that, that was mate. Fair play to you. Should have multied it. Should have multied them into Mav. That was, man, Mav was. You should have multied that into your other tip, your Northland, mate. Your Northland, you tip Northland yeah. at seven bucks. Mm. Yeah, that would have been nice, wouldn't it? Courage. <laughs> Courage of convictions. That's what I haven't got at the moment, Izzy. I've got to work on my internal positive thinking and back myself. Yeah. I've got to back myself hey, a little Smithy, bit more. Smithy, this isn't mm. official sleep on it, but it just occurred to me um, before uh, we had a question in our quiz, who is the horse that's won the Hawks Bay Triple Crown? It's Melody Bell. John Barry said that there's nothing more to achieve here. Let's go win the Cox Plate. Love it. You know, love it. Let's go win the Cox Plate. But of course I Mav would win the Triple Crown if he stayed. Is that not enticing? Well, I... Against that, the opposition, yeah, I, I would imagine he'd, he'd be fairly firm favourite to take the triple out, but I don't think so. I think they've got a definite plan in mind. I think the horse is going to have um, a pretty comfy week here at home, a little bit of work towards the end of it, and on a plane early next week, uh, Louis, mm. over to Danny O'Brien. That's my understanding. And, of course, once you get these things in mind and uh, the horse is racing well, and uh, and then you get that situation where you, uh, uh, you know, you've got an old score to settle. And for John Barry, that's the Cox Plate. Pinker, pinker. Pinker, pinker broke his, broke his fortitude there for a while uh, when he knocked over Jimmy yeah. Shoe with uh, Willow on it going down the rail at Mooney Valley. And so uh, he's had this in mind and here's his opportunity. So I don't think uh, the, the crown here, uh, and if you ran in the top two or three, uh, Louis, you'd know the stakes better than me, top two or three, in the Cox Plate, oh, yeah. what would that be worth financially compared to winning the third leg of the Triple Crown here? Yeah, hundreds of thousands, so it'd be worth worth a pretty penny. Anyway, that makes sense. Nice, Smithy. Well, what do you got on the show today, Bart? I know you have a pretty stacked and Monday show. Yeah, we have, actually. We're, we're quite busy. We've got Nisbo. Um, Nisbo, yep. uh, we're going to review the, the test match. The, the loss, not very often you get to review an all-black loss, so... We might be a bit mm. scathing on. I might ask some pointed questions, um, you know, like nice. how many captains do we need in one year? Uh, the other thing I might um, <laughs> uh, talk to, uh, I might talk to uh, Gary Stead too. Uh, they're off today to, to the yep. T20, the final group, the final uh, head charangs are there. Bossy will review, of course, the NRL grand final for us. And James Marshall out of Tasman. That's us, mate.
Oh, beautiful. Tasman versus the Magpies on Saturday. I'm doing that game with you, Smithy. Look forward to that up the Magpies. But no, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great show. Thank you to all our guests and thank you for all your texts and conversations. And thanks for calling in, bud. Appreciate your support. Thanks to the team in Auckland, Louie, Trudy, Kieran and Joe. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Apopo. Taki te anō.